Yeah, this time last year, myself and Charlotte, we were the best of friends. Ronda Rousey was about to make her debut at WrestleMania. It, it was like all the stars were aligned to get the queen and the baddest woman on the planet into the main event of this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, that was until I smacked the smugness off of Charlotte Flair's face at SummerSlam! That, that one strike, that one strike changed everything. I was determined at that point that I was gonna do whatever it took to fight to get into this year's WrestleMania. And look at us now. MetLife Stadium, 80,000 people. The first time ever the women are the main event of WrestleMania. The queen, the baddest woman on the planet, and the man. Going head to head to head. My revolution, our revolution, the real revolution that started last year at SummerSlam with a slap is gonna explode this Sunday. When the winner takes all and I make one of them dopes tap. So the next time you see me, lads, I'm gonna be the champ that I knew I always was, the double champ. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. It's the janitor himself... Josh Custodio. Justin, I know a lot of times I say I'm fired up. I'm shot out of a cannon. It's almost a bit that I'm that excited to do things. But I got to tell you, you know there's one time a year that that is absolutely true, and it's our Mania House Party episode, which we're about to record. Yeah, I mean, it's the most uh, wonderful time of the year. I agree. Ways. This is, in a lot of ways, WrestleMania is wrestling Christmas. Yeah. And you and I are Santa and Mrs. Claus mm -hmm. in some ways. I'm definitely Mrs. Claus. <laughs> what makes you think that? Because just the way you laughed right there it was almost like a oh, 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 oh. not that I can do Santa's voice and certainly have never done it on this show before <laughs> yeah what well, it's second only to ghost impression that I like out of you I feel like ghost impression is my number one Justin impression <laughs> it's so spooky and you do the eyes it's fantastic <laughs> folks if this is your first media house party because you did not listen last year how dare you J-Mo, what Welcome is... Welcome aboard. Welcome to WrestleMania every, House Party. Every Mania House Party is someone's first Mania House Party. And, and last. last. Wow, we botched that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> J-Mo, what is a WrestleMania House Party here on Top Marks? Okay, well, it's that time of the year when I get super nervous because we're going to have everyone over and the place is not clean enough, Joshua. <laughs> I told you to clean the place up, but you didn't. You played video games all afternoon, and now I have to scramble to put everything away and stuff all of our mess into the closet before everyone arrives, and I just asked you to do one simple thing, which was scrub the countertops did you no <laughs> and that's fine yes, because I did. i'll handle it and 
and people will people will be uh, nice. They will sit in the living room and watch wrestling, and they won't look at the mess. Well, thank you, Mrs. Our, Claus. Of our collective uh, North Pole home <laughs> right now. Wow, we ran with this one. The entire <laughs> opening of the yeah. show has been that you and I are Mrs. and Mr. Claus, uh, and we yeah. cohabitate. But that is not the case, JMO. We are currently cohabitating Studio Beard How 5, inviting our friends from the internet and real life across the wrestling world to talk about a match that they're looking forward to on this coming WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, looking forward to the most. Yeah. So some people have had to take their second choice because someone, someone else, else claimed their top pick. But, uh,. What do, what do you what do you have on deck here for us, fella? Jamo, this Thursday night is uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. GCW presents. I know you know Jamo, but just to explain to some people, GCW Game Changer Wrestling. They but follow me on Twitter. I'm kind of a big deal. They follow you on Twitter. Yeah. I feel like I'm the one who's always talking about them. Well, they they had to send me stuff in the mail. Oh, so okay. If we went back and forth, and then oh, they never man. followed. Wow, I wish they followed me. Well, this whole show's ruined now because I'm all bummed out. But uh, Game Changer Wrestling puts on these uh, wrestler above the the show name posters where, you know, it's a show tied to the person's personality. And last year it was Matt Riddle, who, of course, runs a sort of shooter style based off of his uh, workings as an MMA fighter in the UFC. They're kind of like an indie star maker yeah, as a that's, company. that's absolutely it's, true. It's funny because, like, it feels like the wrestlers themselves are bigger than GCW as a company. Yeah. But GCW allows that to happen, right? Which is like, smart. These guys do not achieve the heights that they are achieving if they do not have the backing of this company behind them. When we had Joey Janela on the show, I remember asking him something, do you know, sort of to this vein, do you think this is in the benefit of Game Changer Wrestling? And he goes, this is, I think his words were like, this is a no-lose equation where they benefit and I benefit. And that makes people want to work with them. Like, that's the benefit as well, is that people think that they are a wrestler-first company. Yeah, I mean, look at just how far, never mind Bloodsport and any of the other, you know, numerous shows that they run now. Like, just look at Spring Break by itself, Mm -hmm. which three years ago was like, Kind of a, a novelty sort of, I guess two years ago now, because this is the third one. Yes. But it was like a novelty show. I think it had some interest from different corners of the internet. Small, Much smaller, but, but you're right. But then yep. the, the show happens, and mm-hmm. it's a huge hit, and it has everyone talking. And last year, they have to outdo it, so yep. it becomes an even bigger smash, and it has even more buzz. And I feel like there are probably people out there for whom... Joey Janela's Spring Break is their most anticipated show of Mania Weekend, which is crazy. In our Patreon chat, JMO, which of course people can join if they want to head over to patreon.com slash topmarks. So Sorry, what was that site again? That's patreon.com slash topmarks. One more time? Patreon.com slash topmarks. Oh, you said it loud enough that third time that I finally heard you. <laughs> For five bucks, you can join a chat full of people talking about wrestling. But somebody had said that if they could only watch one show this weekend, and they were counting both nights of Spring Break as one show, mm-hmm. but they would watch it over Mania, TakeOver, and the ROH Supercar. I think it's moving into a position where it is the third or fourth most established show on Mania Weekend if they continue doing it annually. But my match is not from Spring Break. It is from Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. And I can't go Josh down. Solidarity. That's 100% true. I will not bore everybody going down why I like Josh Barnett so much. Just give him a Google. Neat guy. Uh, you know, fingers in a lot of different combat sports pies. I really enjoy the guy. And his sort of... Uh, extension that they're putting on is a, a real shooter style show working a, a a ring with no ropes and it's main evented by Josh Barnett who I love watching wrestle against Minoru Suzuki if you want shooter versus shooter action this is the best match you're going to get to see this weekend although Dunn and Walter might give them a run for their money and that is way up there as well 
But I am more, so excited, not only just to see this, this night that I'm excited to watch come to fruition, I could not be more excited to see Josh Barnett and Minoru Suzuki get it done. So that's the match I really wanted to highlight going into this weekend. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about it, too. Um, I don't know that I'll watch it uh, this weekend. It yeah. might be something that I go back for next week. Sure. But, yeah, but like, uh, one of our listeners was sending in clips earlier in the week of some, like, Josh Barnett New Japan stuff that he had done in the past, yep. which I had no awareness of whatsoever. And oh, it's, yeah. It, it's that... Kind, it's got a very distinct style of pro wrestling that I'm very much into in that it it feels like sport. It feels like a real grappling match with like very realistic based that's his whole striking. Yes. And like there's something that's super appealing about that because like I want we've had this conversation before. I want to be into MMA, but it's just too sloppy. Yeah. And and slow moving sometimes, mm -hmm. which is you know that I you appreciate it in a like in a movie like um, I don't know Out of Sight with George Clooney where like call. where like the action sequences in the movie are all kind of sloppy and stupid because yeah. that's what action looks like in real life correct and movies like gloss it up but I, I don't want it from real combat right like uh, you I want entertainment exactly yeah. exactly and so anything that like approaches that sort of style of of like MMA presentation while still being a work and still being scripted and still having spots and moments mm -hmm. built into it like that is in some ways you know the platonic ideal of For what pro is. wrestling should look like in, in a lot of ways. I'd really encourage you to, to find some clips of Josh Barnett talking about pro wrestling because I think he puts what you're trying to say. You would be like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I love this guy. Madman Morissette, what match do you want to highlight heading into Mania weekend? I mean, we were having this conversation earlier and there was a couple different ways I was thinking about a lot going. Of ways. But when you, you boiled the question down to one simple thing and I know that that won't be true for how a lot of the people answer it as we go through the show mm -hmm. um, because I think that they would probably pick what I'm about to say as well <laughs> and wanted to go with a little lesser known match perhaps that they're very fired up about but if there was only one thing that you could watch this weekend if you if if mm. if I was like stuck in jail and it, as a provision <laughs> of my sentence uh, they like gave me a one bit of leniency that I was allowed to take 30 minutes to watch a wrestling match from this weekend. You're the kid from uh, Making a Murderer. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> Except I know that WrestleMania takes place on Sundays. He did not <laughs> yeah. know that, apparently. Well, I mean, the guy also didn't know what inconsistent meant, so I don't know that we could really... No, I mean, I'm being really hard on this kid. True. Had some terrible things done to him, but... You know, smarten up. Yeah, he was he was railroaded by the system, just like Kofi Kingston in a way. Ah, oh, um, wow, but, but if I only had 30 minutes to watch only one match, I was thinking about going Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, because you know I'm a Daniel Bryan guy. The, the biggest. But I can't do it this oh. time. Oh! I have to go with the ladies. I have to go to yeah. the main event because, yep. because it is the main event for a reason. Absolutely. This has been the most compelling thing on TV since SummerSlam. I love that you're going this like, way. Becky has been the best thing in wrestling. Like, consistently. I mean, she's had some dips since the Rumble because they have for sure overbooked it. True. But it is also one of those things where, like, all of the overbooking, now that it's in hindsight, now that we're through it all, I don't care about it anymore. Couldn't agree more. Because, I am fired up for this one. Yeah. And, like, all like I know that we had some misgivings about Charlotte being put into this match and maybe not deserving it over Becky. 
But I just think it is such a, uh, uh, an accomplishment of Becky Lynch when last year at this time we all knew that Ronda had already arrived and that the plan that they were going to build for from having Charlotte beat Asuka was for Charlotte to go on and main event WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. That was like yes. set in stone last year. And yet? And yet we arrive here and Becky has been so undeniable that she didn't remove Charlotte from the match, but she did get into it herself. Yep. And look, like, we were talking about some older manias over the last few days, and you got to give it up to Charlotte on some level, too. Like, I think do, you absolutely do. do. Would I prefer a one-on-one feud between Ronda and Becky? Yes, probably. Even now? Mm, yeah, still probably, because that I think that is the, the combination of two in this uh, sure. Trio that is still the most compelling. Well, you've seen the other ones, to be fair. I guess that is true. Though even, you know, Charlotte and Ronda was, like, it was fine. It, it, I mean, it wasn't even really a match, though, right? Like, yeah. she just beat angle. her up with a kendo stick. It yeah. was an angle, exactly. Um, b- but, like, we were talking about old manias, mm-hmm. and people were shitting on 32 and saying there's nothing on that show worth going back for. That bothered me. Because ah. the women's triple threat on that show is very much... I wouldn't even say very much good. It's great. It's excellent. And it's the Becky best match on Charlotte, that mania. Becky Charlotte Sasha? Yes. Yeah, it that... is the best match on that mania. Yeah, it is. I agree. And it is the re- like the match that really made me admit cuz I have long been a, a Sasha guy. Yeah. That made me admit that like Oh, yeah. Charlotte is actually the best wrestler in this division. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was right around then for me also, but I had a very similar, like, come to Jesus, where it's like, I think it was actually maybe a little later than you during the Charlotte-Sasha feud where mm. I was sort of got hip to it. But, yeah, I think Charlotte is the strongest in-ring worker of the four horsewomen. And, and that's still true yeah. to this no, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Like, I love Becky, but Becky is not the ring worker that Charlotte is. No, I agree with that. And but she also doesn't need to be. No, but, she doesn't. But, she doesn't. But I agree. She, she Her character is, is such that, like, she is... Uh, innately compelling and and like one of the most likable, cheerable baby faces that they've had. True. I I wouldn't even say of this era like of all time. Basically, yep. uh, I don't think that's crazy to say. She's on the the you know medium list for sure. Absolutely. So, so um you know and then Rhonda is an attraction. Is she a special attraction on the level of Brock Lesnar? No, but. You also know, like, if if Ronda's going to wrestle on Raw, am I going to tune in to watch it? No. If Ronda's yeah. going to wrestle on a pay-per-view, am I going to go out of my way to watch it? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Because she's going to rehearse the whole thing. It'll be exactly like Triple H versus Sting or, like, you know, any number of things that we know have been ironed out at the Performance Center in-depth weeks in over, advance. Over and over like, and over. Like, they are rehearsing the shit out of this match. There's no way it doesn't deliver. And, you know, you can even go down the route of the Royal Rumble triple threat from a couple years ago. The thing that they do with Brock all the time, you could do with Ronda, where you just put her through a table and you take her out of the match for, like, half an hour. And, and you let Charlotte and Becky go at it because that's what's really going to deliver the goods. I think you'll probably get some version of that, some sort of ring around the rosy ones out of it. JMO, I got it. Before we jump into the house party, I have to ask you a question about this match. And I'm putting you on the spot here, so I apologize. But if you could rank who is the most likely winner in that match, second most likely and least likely of Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda, who's the most likely winner taking home the now two belts? I would put it in the exact order that you just said. Becky, Charlotte, Ronda? Yeah. like yep. uh, I, To me, I think the reason that they made the call to take the SmackDown belt off Asuka and put it into this match 
is that they've realized on some level that what they've been doing in terms of TV uh, in in the brand split era over the last several months, certainly since the Rumble, is working. That like having Becky be the main character on both shows is the right decision. And the only way that she gets to continue being on both shows is if she holds both titles, honestly. Absolutely right. And so uh, do I? could I see a, a scenario where Charlotte as a heel comes up with the, the win and, and Becky remains on the chase? It's possible. Do I see Ronda holding on like Brock did last year? Absolutely not, given that this is the main event. If it wasn't the main event, yeah. Ronda could definitely win. You, But, like, this is the spot. Like, we've been arguing about all of the baby faces can't win. Yep. So which ones are going to lose? Becky has to be a lock. Like you on some level, this is I it. know you can't do it every year, but it's been five years now since the last time we had a mania that ended with the baby face. We all love getting to win the, like, well, no Roman one. Just, Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you guys, it's been you're five years since we've gotten to leave mania happy with what we saw at the end of the show him and taker you remember i mean seth doing the run in at 31 it was also great too but it's not, not the, the same. same yeah no um so like it's been long enough you know i know you can't go down that well go down that road uh all the time but like it is the time to do that i agree jamie there to me there's no way becky loses this match we will be heading into the Mania House Party shortly, but first I want to plead and beg to our listeners, it's Mania season. This is the time where people are the most excited about wrestling. We would love if you would give this episode a share. There's going to be a lot of good content here to come, some great people on the episode. And, of course, two more following this as JMO and I will be uh, giving our Whiskey Mania predictions on the episode maybe the day after this comes out, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then Sunday night coming out after Whiskey Mania, which I will tell you what it is right here. It is Justin, Marlon, the man, and I watching WrestleMania predicting the top 10 or so matches on the card, taking a shot. I'm, I'm saying everything on the main card, which J-Mo. I think is going to be roughly 13 matches. At the beginning of every match, taking a shot of brown liquor. For every match you predict wrong, taking an additional shot. A penalty shot. A penalty. Hey, I like that. A penalty shot of brown liquor. And then the second Mania ends, the three of us will be hopping on the mic to give you a live or a immediate Reaction and review of WrestleMania. Yeah, because everyone loved me drunkenly screaming about Brock Lesnar <laughs> last year. So I, let's I, do it again. Why not? And I will try to uh, retain my title as, did Josh even drink? <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> is, I was 14 shots of whiskey to your boy. And with that, j I think it's time to start this party. Let's open the doors and welcome the people <laughs> in. My door creaks. I know. <laughs> Round one. All right, let's kick this party off in style. And Josh, I don't want to peel back the curtain or reveal too much here. Don't do uh, it. But uh, this might be the only Mania House Party guest this year Uh who's actually come over physically (laughs) in person to be in the room with us. I know it sounds like when you hear the digital distortion on our future guests that they are also here. But uh, unfortunately, folks, they live across the continent. Yeah, they do. What are we going to do about that? Not the case for... The man some are calling the third mark. Whoa! <laughs> top marks. Vancouver's most eligible bachelor. <laughs> Ryan Schaap joins the show again. Welcome back, dude. Fellas, I had a whole bit that I would be walking up and I would hear this loud commotion from the... From, 
from the Beard House or whatever it is we refer to this. Beard House Five. Beard House Five. I'm like, there was a wild party. There was people flying <laughs> through the window. Oh, you can hang on. We'll just. Jay no, Mal you're just, the first to arrive. Though. Yeah, so that's gonna happen later. But uh, it'll be you who goes out the window, fellas. Later. I just would like to make a quick comment before I take off my jacket that this countertop <laughs> is a little dirty. Uh, hang on, let me just hang my jacket up in this closet over here. No, 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 that's a load-bearing closet. Don't do that. We hide the elves in there. Don't. Other than that, you know, it's pretty clean except for those two minor exceptions. <laughs> I'm really excited for this party. Well, we are excited to have you. Uh, Ryan, you will also be in attendance I'm in attendance here at Beardow 5 for Whiskey Mania this Sunday. I'm very excited. And now I have a story tradition of myself of sitting by myself watching WrestleMania. This is tradition? I don't think that's tradition. <laughs> because I'm either watching it with people that aren't good enough or f- fun enough fans. I know fans, what you mean, yeah. The dump on, this is stupid fans. And yeah. I'm like, can we just shut up for like eight minutes? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I watched, I talked earlier about the Mania 32 women's match. Mm-hmm. My buddies that I was watching that match with were just like dropping the most disgustingly sexist remarks oh, throughout. Sucks. And it did kind of suck ass. It yeah. does suck. But I also, when I was going to BCIT, I would host... On my mom's dime uh, to buy the WrestleManias, and we would have uh, betting parties, ah. and I would do prop bets and wacky prop bets, and we could bet on the matches, and oh. we would do a pool for la- money in the bank because kids back in our day, money in the bank was to only happen once a year, One and it was at WrestleMania. <laughs> That's, I do sort of miss that in a way. Does it seem weird to anyone else that there's no Mania ladder war this year? There's not even like a multi-man big match at all there's anywhere. A, there's a bunch of different street fights, you know, Triple H, Batista, and, Ms. and Shane. Ms. Shane. I thought they were making up with the lack of ladder cluster forks with all these anything goes, falls count somewhere, but anywhere think, matches. Like, that yeah. Usos four-way tornado tag match, like that could be a ladder war. What? Why aren't the Hardy Boys in that and it's a ladder match? Listen, you know? WrestleMania should have a ladder match. Is that a crazy thing to say? That's how I feel. Yeah. It should have a ladder match. I propose this. Go ahead. At Whiskey Mania, if there is an impromptu stipulation that any match is changed to a ladder match, ah. uh, you'll have to drink more. More <laughs> than you're already drinking. What about you? Do you have to drink more? I will shotgun a beer. Okay. At least he's a man of his word. Ryan, you're here to, to talk about a match. We yeah. need you to preview a match for us. And you picked, I got to say, I messaged you this morning. I said, would you come on? And you were gracious enough to swing on by Beard How Five. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting you to reply with a match you pick. What did you pick? Well, I was going to pick uh, the main event, Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda. But because Becky broke my heart. Yeah. And, you know, you can call me a Mabecky. You can call me a Beckbeard. <laughs> but the rumors Becky, bro. Of, the rumors of her possibly dating Seth Rollins in a the man, the man, the men scenario <laughs> has gutted me on the inside. It's I, true. Seth, I saw her first. That's, that's the real problem. Uh, Why yeah. isn't she dating me? Yeah, I think she would. <laughs> and it's just, I've made how many countless Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts <laughs> to to burn him down <laughs> with his bullshit. It is bullshit. Does, has he never re- learned about the bro code? Oh, what? what? So are you and Seth Rollins bros in this situation? I thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. So, so fuck him. Yeah. And she, I, 
we don't even have enough bleeps to me to say what how I feel. It's, but Becky, just please respond to one of my <laughs> tweets. I can I say something about she you? She likes funny guys. She was dating a comedian. I'm funny-ish. You're super funny. Can can I say something about you dating Becky Lynch? Can I just be 100 percent honest here? Please do. I love the idea. And I think you guys would make a fabulous couple. Yeah, it'd be a lot of uh, a lot of icy, dry comedy. Yes. a lot of jabs maybe in front of our peers and yeah. and, uh, and associates, and then <laughs> and also then the associates in the in the, the privacy of our own home, communal home, which we live in <laughs> in in Orlando. Yes, for travel. Okay, uh, we bicker and we fight because I'm so insecure that she makes yeah. fun of me in front of my friends. Right, my friends who are you guys. But- so. In this scenario... I love it, by the way, when I'm hanging out with my peers and my associates, associates. are also there. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how you, you know... Cronies and associates. Yeah, that's how you know you're in a good spot. Anyway, because Becky has decided to be a, a she-devil... Why don't we just say she hill should not be named? Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Last <laughs> my fucking prick. Uh, uh, I, we were talking about earlier that we were kind of pooping on Chris Jericho's uh, drunken, poorly timed out Skype podcast where he was doing the WrestleMania preview, and he kind of poo-pooed on Orton versus AJ Styles. Yeah. And that's the match I want to talk about because I actually got a little excited about it because they finally spelled it out on SmackDown, which is yesterday, that he's prototypical, only been in the WWE, only knows WWE is the fir- is like the creator wrestler. Yeah, exactly. The, the system guy. I don't even think he, I mean, outside of Ohio Valley Wrestling, or he's never been anywhere yep. in a small venue, and I just like, and AJ Styles is the polar opposite. Now, I, I wish that they had a little bit more time, and that being said, our attention spans are quite quick so that they could have something whipped up for Mania, yep. but give me a hype package of grainy 4x3 AJ Styles, 10 people behind him. Bingo halls, baby. Doing all his moves that he's doing now. I mean, they own the footage of AJ and WCW. Yeah, yep. give me that, but like, give me give me I Ian the- Rotten's <laughs> bullshit or something. I, I, it, you can I was going to say, that's too many people in the crowd for WCW, but Dude. when AJ was in WCW, <laughs> maybe just a couple hundred. Hey, that- we're, hey we're top good pilots. <laughs> I would uh, encourage you guys and anyone listening to this, uh, look up Daniel Bryan versus uh, AJ Styles, or I suppose Bryan Danielson versus AJ Styles. I'm not sure of the year, but it's around 2005, I imagine. You can watch AJ Styles hit a spiral tap in front of it cannot be more than 50 people. Like, he's doing spiral taps like it's Daniel Bryan in front of no one. The man is a maniac. Did you boys watch the TSN Engraved in the Nation? On I haven't seen it. I did Omega? watch it, yes. There is a clip of Kenny Raslin, AJ, in in the peg in Winnipeg in that shitty bar, yeah, PCW I think it's what? called. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Mike Noble, roommate of the show, um, told me that my fist appears in the documentary. Oh, at at, at all in? Yeah, that's what he thought. But I don't know how he was able to discern that it was my specific fist. Maybe he got mistaken and he was just watching an episode of SmackDown. Hey, that. that- <laughs> Wow, Ryan. I do. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. I'm glad so many other people are too afraid to comment yes. on my enormous chrome fist. Yeah. But not, not Ryan. You. The chrome You're job. You're willing to <laughs> Ryan is no coward. the elephant in the room. And I call it that because, of course, my fist is actually the size of an elephant. <laughs> it's a good chrome job. And now this is an audio podcast. But, yeah. I mean, he, the guy that did it, great work. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just take a moment. 
Can I say something about AJ and Randy? I got to say this, because this felt like the natural feud during AJ's title reign. He was sort of the last heel that he hadn't faced off against. And so when and it was... two guys who've been on SmackDown all forever, along, yeah, who have not feuded together once. But for some reason, when they put them together here for a Mania match, I felt this is maybe a little lackluster for an AJ Styles Mania match, because I'm just not the biggest Randy Borton fan anymore. Right. However... I think these guys have taken this chicken shit and turned it into chicken salad. I am eager to see this match. I think they've built a story that's both interesting and, like you said, leans into the actual realities a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that this match could really deliver if it gets some time on Sunday. Here's the thing about Blandy Borton is that he doesn't give... <laughs> you know, he does not give a damn, and that's his character, and that's his personality, and it works perfectly. And I'm glad that they brought up with... A- AJ brought up, you know, the behavioral issues, the yeah. drug tests, which is like... like Everybody, if you know, if you've been a wrestling fan for a long time and you've you know watched you know Blandy evolve, you're like, how does this guy keep getting a spot? He keeps yeah. getting this push. He's got behavioral problems. Like off this. everyone. I've said it before. Him getting suspended for smoking weed only made me like him more. <laughs> you want to you want to like him even more? Go go on YouTube. It should be there. Videos of Randy Orton asking. Page, uh, wrestling fans outside of the arena, if he could have a cigarette. Fuck yeah, I've never seen and he's, this. He's wearing an affliction shirt, and like all these, all these hands, are like Randy, Randy, can we get a look? Can we get an autograph? <laughs> and this fucking Randy in peak 07 affliction shirt, Randy just walks up in a daze, like, hey, <laughs> can I have a cigarette? <laughs> and he's like, here you go. He hands him the pack. He's like, can I have a couple? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never seen I'm this. I'm imagining him just putting it in his mouth and asking the fan to light it while he does his hand. <laughs> there are voices in my head. Somebody just has the lighter yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And good. like he's and I I kind of like him now that he's kind of figured his his shit out. He also little... gives less of a fuck now, which is sort of appealing. But when he cares, he is good. He's so good. He's so is he, he makes the he is the he is the stereotypical wrestler, and they made fun of it on Tuesday. He's got one move, and he look and that's amazing. And everything else he does. He looks so good and so crisp. Like I hate the draping DDT. Fine, I hate that's it. fine. But my favorite thing to watch is him fucking stomping on a guy's arm or yeah. leg. Because yep. he makes it look like he's putting all of his boot into it. And I and that's great. And it's one of the best things in in wrestling. It's funny that it constantly gets applied to like undersized guys like Brian or Kofi because realistically Randy Orton is the definition of a B plus player. Like he is very good at everything. I don't even put him that. But high. he's not great, you know. Guys, listen. Look at the resume. Who's had more big moments? Look wrestled at- more high-end people and had less great matches than I Randy Orton. That, There's that no the, one. That was the AJ Styles argument on Tuesday. Well, yeah. Well, take a, forget the resume. Take a look at the body. Wow. Who's got more beef on that? I mean, listen. If you had to build a wrestler from the ground up, he'd look like Randy Orton. That's it's, just a little thing I yeah, always say. Yeah, from ground up beef. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> was that not? That had to be my favorite random. Vince not giving a fuck moment where he's got all these big guys in the ring. He's like, oh, a lot of beef in here. A lot of beef in this ring. (laughs) But, like, I think people have complained that there's been no, like, definitive moment in this feud in the build uh, to Mania. There's been no, like, even if we go back to AJ and Shane, and I addressed this a couple weeks ago on the show, like, that feud at least had, like, the the throwing Shane through the car window thing, Mm. which like elevated it to make it feel like a blood feud. But you know, 
what they've given us instead here is just some compelling promos that make it seem like these guys really dislike each other. Politics. And ultimately, yeah, for a match like this that is like seventh down the card, you don't really need much more than that. You don't need anything because there's going to be so many highlight packages and so much buildup from like from Tuesday till Sunday that by if you really pay attention and, and absorb all that WWE content, you're going to think this feud's been going on for like a year. And you're going to think that Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda, that feud's been going on for like two and a half years. Yeah, that's true. And they gave you all you needed really on Tuesday, not just in a strong promo uh, segment, but like the way it ended, which is going for the the phenomenal forearm and turning it into the RKO. Mm-hmm. Just give me that visual one time, and then I'm in, I'm hooked. I'm enticed. Yep. Here's how I'm hooked. They move this match to some sort of indie prom- indie event that happens around uh, the city around Maybe you know weekend. Yeah, like it's some, on oh, the Evolve card g- or whatever. G- give me a fourteen by fourteen ring. Maybe sixteen by sixteen. <laughs> okay, maximum eleven people. That's in this shitty bar. And just that's all I'm looking for. Uh, we were—I just want to say this—we were speaking when I was saying about like the shitty footage of having like 20 people in the crowd and them working their asses off. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the CM Punk documentary where he uh, fractured his skull in oh, that yeah. match in like that weird gymnasium with the curtain across from it. And I remember watching it like, why would anybody want to try that hard in front of that many people? Like, oh, good lord! You have to be a shit-eating wild man. That's the only explanation for it. Because, mm-hmm. like you say, or into that AJ spiral tap thing, it's like, man, you're putting a lot of risk here, and I don't even know what the best case upside is. But and it, you know, not to continue to say like they didn't build the match, and that's good. But like, if you just tell me we're putting AJ and Orton together, like. What more do I need to know than that? Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm, I know what to expect from the match, which I know you're going to disagree, Josh. Which is going to be a good match. Like AJ, or rather Orton and Seth, was a really good feud. Mm-hmm. They were good matches. You know, AJ is about the closest thing SmackDown has to a Seth Rollins. There is reason to believe this pairing of styles, pardon the pun, like <laughs> works together. You know, like I, I have everything that I need to know just based on. The fact that this is a feud at all. I don't need much more than that. And the fact that they have done such a good job with it, I think, does even take it up another notch from that. Yeah, Orton's promos have been really good the entire time he's been heel. And that's been kind of the knock on him the whole time that I've been a a, a returned fan anyways. is like, this guy's got the look, but Triple H and Stephanie are going to talk for him because he sucks on the mic. He's got a sleeveless hoodie on. What more do you want? And with that, Ryan, thank you for coming by the Mania House Party. We will uh, see you for, of course, the real deal Whiskey Mania on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming by. Where, nice where, where can people hear you talk about hockey, Ryan? Oh, over at Pucks on Net. You can follow us on Twitter at Pucks on Net, CAA, or uh, Pucks on Net, Ka. Ka. And you can uh, support the show on <laughs> Patreon, patreon.com slash Pucks on Net, where you can pledge a couple of bucks. Patreon and uh, Twitter, all that jazz. And what about your personal Twitter? Oh, I'm at Shaptop, and uh, I'm going to be, do- I'll probably be documenting Whiskey Mania, and uh, I'm very, is that Mike Noble? Mike Noble just entered the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, and he's got a mustache. I heard about that on Twitter. <laughs> I got to go over to that account, that countertop and give it a little scrub down. And we appreciate it, Ryan, and we'll see you gone Sunday. Ryan's uh, putting together the Whiskey Mania engraved on a nation that will have <laughs> It's just like six Instagram stories. <laughs> 
Round two, fight! You all know it would not be the Mania House Party without our next guest, JMO. It's the man who is the Prawn Don, the Shrimp Ring King. You know him and love him from Yahoo Canada Sports, the Zoobs, joining us wow. on the Mania House wow. Party. Your intros are really stepped up this year. My goodness. Everyone else got a shitty one. Well, I was, I was going to call you the Craw Daddy. <laughs> or, or the Krilla Thrilla. <laughs> I shot down with Josh. Uh, Josh vetoed both of those nicknames. I thought craw. I didn't know what a crawdaddy was. It's a crawdad. He thought it yeah. was, is a crawdad a shrimp? Sort of. It's a, it's a shellfish. It's like a small shellfish. Okay, yeah. I had no idea. He's the lobster mobster. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't getting stronger. <laughs> They're getting further removed. <laughs> It's a, Shrimp Ring King was perfect. Shrimp Ring King is great. Yeah, yeah. I should have left it alone. I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm you glad man. you entered the cliff. I'm glad you entered the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Zoops, how excited are you for WrestleMania this Sunday? Um, I'm pretty excited. I haven't been, like, really heavily watching the product, which I think, like, helps. <laughs> yeah. It helps to be, like... Makes you well, more you know, excited. You guys, you guys know, when you have to watch it every week, you have those moments where you're like, oh... What am I, I doing? Yes. Can I tell uh, you, uh, I never have this moment. <laughs> I love that about you. People say this all the time. It's like, five hours a week. That's like a lot. I'm like, yeah, and then NXT. And I never, <laughs> even the dog shit I'm here for. It's just such an ingrained part of my life. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what match are we talking about here? Uh, Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream? Yes. Are that was, the. Uh, I had to go that hard. Are you into it, though, in, like, an S&M kind of way, though, Josh? <laughs> I'm like, like there's, no, there's no need to hire a woman in enormous <laughs> high heels to, like, step on your balls because you just watch Raw every week. <laughs> then why am I still spending money on the woman <laughs> stepping on my balls? That doesn't... Gotcha. Doesn't make any sense, does it, Justin? Got you. True. <laughs> really threw my logic for a loop there. Zoobs, you are excited for uh, a takeover match. Yeah. How can you? It, it's always the best. There's like, there are no bad takeover matches. True. So why would you not be most like last year? I came on this thing and I think I talked about a tag team match and it ended up being surprise, surprise. It was garbage. <laughs> it was only like ten minutes though. Yeah, that's not your fault. I know, but you have to. If you'd booked be a little the show, smarter. it would have been a twenty-five minute classic. Of course. And of all course. those teams deserved that. Zoobs, you should have booked the show. Why didn't you book the show, Zoobs? <laughs> I do. I book the you. You know, you can't book the main shows anymore. I know. Who, who cares about the main shows? It's yeah. all the NXT now. That's now, absolutely. Now true. I am surprised though, because you are wearing a King of Sports T-shirt right now. Of course, the New Japan yeah. Lion emblem. But you're not going with anything off the New Japan Ring of Honor Supercard here. Um, that is true. But you know, Matt Riddle and <laughs> <laughs> Matt I mean, it's Riddle not a very Supercard. Dream. It's it's like two creative wrestlers going head to head. It's just yes. like it's so. It's so beautiful. Matt Riddle is like made in a lab for me to enjoy. It's I just like fully relate to that. <laughs> and I, you know, so, yeah, I, I think you could probably say this about a lot of different matches that have taken place on NXT over the last several years, but this one especially really feels like, you know, a sneak preview of the future of the business. Absolutely. Yes, agreed. Agreed. And like, how can you not love Velveteen Dream? Like anybody that really loves wrestling can see that this guy is like this is like you just said it's the future of the company like uh, the future of the business like he can do anything yep. he, he's he's so good at at whatever situation they put him in like so many people would fail having to be the velveteen dream and he's oh. been so good at it but like I, I believe 
that he can do any character he wants, and it, it'll be awesome. And, and Matt Riddle is like, uh, he's been, you know, I think anybody that is a real hardcore indie guy, somebody that would be listening to a podcast probably, mm-hmm. knows of his work, either through video clips or through, like, you know, reading about it at Hearsay, but he's never really been able to go all out in NXT yet, really. I mean, I, your your mileage varies on Cassius Ono. I didn't. I don't enjoy him at all. So, <laughs> oh, there we go. We got the zoom shoot. <laughs> wow. I, Chris Hero, I like Cassius Ono. No, Chris much. Chris Hero sucks too. Oh, overrated. It, it's listen, man. Ooh, okay, like, let's do this. That, you're a punk guy too, right? Absolutely. Well, diehard. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it, it kept going, and like they laid the groundwork, and it kept getting there. Like. You know, we, we don't want to get into getting all that, but I, I find that like I do. they were great of that era. But we, we wrestling on. evolved. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like uh, Avengers Endgame. We all can't wait to see it. Iron Man Two. I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, except horrible analogy because if CM Punk came back right this moment, you would be dying. That's true. That's you would true. literally I'm cancel just, whatever just, you yeah. were doing. I'm just saying, you know, the early Marvel movies laid the groundwork, true. but they don't necessarily yeah. compare to what the studio is doing now is what I'm trying and to say. And Chris Hero was no CM Punk. Chris, like, For sure know. not. Can I tell you what's so interesting about this match to me and why I like it so much? Somebody asked me the other day, if you had to build a promotion around anybody, and you get them right now, though, so all every, the entire package, mm-hmm. I think these two are two of your top five guys on that list. You have youth, lack of damage, and guys who are super multifaceted in-ring. I thought Riddle was the best guy in that Fatal 5-way on NXT the other week. And I think that this is... You guys are saying this looks like the future of NXT, and I do think that that's true. But I think you might get a clear picture of specifically which one of these guys might be their guy for the next, you know, solid year to come. I don't think either of these guys are making the main roster before SummerSlam. So you're looking at – and also, can this can this North American title get some love? We need, like, somebody to hold it to defend it, and I think the winner of this match is a perfect candidate to really build that belt into something. Hell yeah. Great. Well said. Holy moly. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks over here. Yeah. The two uh, media guys are just speechless over here. No kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware when the point's been made. Yeah, Holy you, cow. Yeah, you guys don't drink and smoke enough to make good points. That's the problem, you see? That's... Uh... That's that's the ticket, uh, but, but I mean, like you, you, we saw him, right? Like he was at Ballroom Brawl, our huge like indie show at the Commodore Ballroom last year. Matt Riddle, you mean? Matt Riddle, and they put that match on with no introduction. The show had a cold open. There was mm-hmm. like typically they bring their announcer out to welcome everybody in and kind of set the stage for the show. They just put on Matt Riddle versus Artemis Spencer, and it burned the fucking house down. Like he is a wrestler where you don't need context you don't need character you don't need anything you just need to see this guy and you will get it immediately and you will love him because he mm-hmm. is incredibly talented and like innately very likable also as a human being so yeah i, I and have, yeah i have a what's ton- perfect is uh velveteen dream is all character and context so he's yes it's a it's so it's so perfect in that way i, I think you're gonna get uh each one of them bringing that out of the other one, like like you just said, Riddle doesn't need character and context. Let's see what he does with a guy with a guy who thrives on that. If you add that to a match he's in, like what level can we really get to? And Velveteen Dream always does an unbelievable job of whatever the guy he's fighting is about. He's in. He go, he goes into that one hundred and ten percent. Then yep, right. Like Alistair Black, it was like the spooky stuff and the mm-hmm. cool poses. He's like, all right, then I'm gonna. What's my version of that? So I'm really excited to see what he is. 
against a guy who's like a, a sort of a shooter gimmick and hits really hard. Like we've seen him go over the top like Marvel with Johnny and we saw him yep. go head games with Black and now let's see what he does against just like a pure striker. I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. How can it not be awesome? It's yeah, like, literally, it's how can awesome. it not be awesome? It's, it's very similar to uh, Miz and Shane in a way in that like those guys are very good at what the other guy is not good at, which right. is yeah. what makes this a compelling feud is that they like color in the areas where either both of them are incomplete and like uh you know to do that with riddle and dream is like to to do that sort of feud but for like the geekiest audience imaginable because (laughs) both of these guys like if you were to put them on the main roster you would see them as kind of complete package talents but within like the nerdy scheme of what like smarks look for both of them could improve in some areas, even if it's Absolutely. like very minor improvements. Like obviously both of these guys are way better than Shane McMahon is what I'm trying to say. No, That's, totally. totally. I, don't, I never seen him jump off anything that tall. Uh, yeah. Zoops, I, I want to ask you this. Who do you think is winning this match? But more importantly, would you rather, if you're one of these performers, would you rather lose this match? Because I feel like the loser's destined for the main NXT title scene here regardless. So who do you think is winning? But do you think it could be a positive for the performer to, who loses this match? Uh, you know what? I, I do think... Wow. I do think Matt Riddle might win this match and sort of hold that and sort of turn the North American thing into... Uh, sort of a different style of division, sort of yes. with with this type of roster they have, he can sort of bring, you know, him and O'Reilly. Yeah, exactly right. Other, like, sort of a hard hitting. Yep. I hate to use the term like sport focused, but sort of that becomes what that is about. Uh, and then, literally, until you made the point that you that I think the the loser probably does move up, which is sort of a weird way it goes about. But we know mm-hmm. we love the business. We love that's how it works. Uh, I we do think love the business. I, I think uh, I think Dream is destined to be like on the top of this show because he just yes he's had the longevity now. Like Riddle gets this and he turns it into him taking this next step for these guys. Dream's been doing this now basically every takeover they put him in for as long as I can remember. You're like, damn, he really raised his game. So I think he's now ready, especially with like who who knows what who's going up right. Right, I completely forgot. The day is like the Raw after Mania is coming up too. Although I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be the same as, as it was this year. Yeah, but that they kind of did those call ups two months yeah. ago instead, right? I yeah. they'll still have something big. There has to you be, go, yeah. There'll be at least one something. Bray, Bray Wyatt, sure. baby, Bray Wyatt. He's coming back. Gonna need a little more buzz than that. I think. <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> me? That's. I mean, more than any match, I'm looking forward to whatever Bray is. <laughs> he on is Monday. jacked now. Yeah, he is jacked. Ma- maybe I should. Biceps go. bigger than my fucking head. It's bigger than your head, man. He's expecting father too, isn't he? Is uh, he? Yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations. JoJo. Wait, he's threw a kid in JoJo. He did, indeed. Yes. So eloquent. Threw I a kid <laughs> into her. That's, just that's a. I got irresponsible that's parents. How that works. I never. I never learned. That's why I have the yeah. condom on the hand. Yeah, yeah. The stork on. comes, delivers the baby, and then you shove the baby <laughs> up in. Who fucked the stork? <laughs> it's all all a little confusing. Um. <laughs> I didn't know this. this is, I think Jack Bray Dad is a tremendous thing, and I'm excited for it, but not a big enough thing for the Raw After Mania. To- I do want to touch on it quickly, Zoobs, because you are wearing the shirt. Any interest in this New Japan vs. ROH card on Saturday night? Uh, of course, yeah. It, it's going to be a whole weekend. Like, 
It's not the most thing. super of cards, though, if I'm being on. I, if I could only watch Janela's no. or the Ring of Honor show, mm-hmm. I'm, I would watch the GCW show this weekend. I agree. Uh, both of these places have sort of, uh, since sort of being the elite has sort of become its own little world, and AEW is rumored, I think there's been an understandable shift in, in sort of interest. Sure. But also, they always sort of seed this time of year. They always sort of like... That's a good point. Uh, you know, January is when that all peaked, and we got some great stuff. Um, last year, I think a harsh lesson was learned. Didn't they try to drag out that other show until after NXT? And it was like, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, was it final battle? What? Something it, like that. Yeah. Kenny versus Cody. Um, they, tried but, to, they tried to not put that match on until that's right. Takeover had ended. I believe if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we will watch it, but it's, you know, it's ritual more than anything. Yeah, it's, it's well said. Yeah. I just want to have one last point on uh, Riddle and Dream before we wrap up here, Zoobs, and that is I, I get the feeling that Velveteen Dream is a guy very much in the mold of The Rock where he can just lose yes. all the time, and it doesn't yeah. matter. It will not affect him at all because he's going to cut a promo on the next show that will make you just like – be as completely invested in him as you were the week before. Win or lose, he's like immune to results. And in that way, yeah. I do kind of see him losing this. Yeah. Whether it's you know for a promotion up to the the top belt or or a promotion up to the main roster on Monday, who, who, who fucking knows really? But like, he just seems to me like a guy where, you know, it it he doesn't need to win. You look at so many other guys who are have been in a situation like him who need a big result to like make them feel special. Yep. He has always felt special. He does not need wrestling. Anything. Wrestling at its best and when you're most over is never about the kicks and the punches, right? It's never That's about right. anything like that. It's about the it factor. Do people care? Are you relevant? And Velveteen Dream, so far, is able to retain that through absolutely everything. And no one is more relevant than our friend the Zoo. Not who is anyone. Just pumping out the unbelievably compelling baseball content. I don't even Thank watch you. baseball. I watch all the Zoobs content. Over on Yahoo Sports Canada. Uh, Zoobs, where can people find your stuff? Uh, you know, like you said, Yahoo Sports Canada. All of it's on uh, my Twitter timeline at the underscore Zoobs. Um, and on Yahoo Sports, uh, the website. I, I, it is sort of funny to, off the top, have been like, can you believe Josh watches... Five hours of wrestling. I'm mean, like, I'm watching like, God only knows how many hours of Blue Jays baseball a week. Like, probably low 20s. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Well, they play, it's a three-hour game. They play pretty much every day. Holy uh, shit. And it's a full day, right? You don't, I don't show up at seven. I, I get there. It's an eight-hour day, so. Well, that's nothing to shake a stick yeah. at. And you know what? I yeah. have to commend you for using your platform, uh, using your powers for good, basically. Thank as, you. As you try to promote as much wrestling content through Yahoo Sports as you possibly can. Like, you know, yes. we, we, we got you making the, the really legitimately compelling case that Kenny Omega should have won the Lou Marsh as the Tremendous. best Canadian athlete last year. Uh, you Prove got me to, wrong. You got Prove to, me you wrong. Know, we can't. We won't. Break the news on the Hart Foundation going into the yes. Hall of Fame. That was super cool. You're doing wonderful work, Zoobs. We, we love you, and uh, it's great to see. Love you guys, too. Can't wait. Can't wait for Whiskey Mania. You guys are going to kill it. Yes. Thank you, King. Oh, yeah. See you at SummerSlam, buddy. <laughs> see you, fellas. Bye, Zoobs. Round three. Fight. Well, the house party continues, and the revolving door just keeps Churning out hot guests here, Josh. Like I always say, rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> Just a little thing I made up there. Yeah, right along into uh, our next guest at the Mania House Party, uh, the Pride of Chicago, 
It is my man, Andrew Seaslack. Andrew, uh, I, I guess Top Marks listeners will know you as the guy who I played uh, New Japan Fire Pro with on my last <laughs> night of vacation in Chicago. <laughs> Do you think they remember that? I think so. I think it was a very memorable nice. moment for everyone. So, I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say no one remembers this. That's, that's just my opinion. Uh, I barely remembered it until you just brought it up, so I'm going to say I'm going to give the listeners an out here. When I think back on all of the top moments from Top Marks over the last nine months, <laughs> yeah. i got to say number one with a bullet is me recounting playing video games with Andrew in Chicago for at least five to ten minutes I must have spent on that. Who could forget? Andrew, are you still playing Fire Pro? Yeah, I actually uh, got that promoter mode uh, and set up my own promotion with the fake guys and then started kind of, you know, acquiring the, uh, the created guys that I had. Oh man. Um, it's, sounds... have you guys tried that yet? I, I haven't tried the new mode yet. No. Cause it's, oh, it's like yeah, a it's, DLC. It's amazing. You can buy it, right? Yeah, it is. I think I must've bought the, um, gold edition or something. Cause all I had to do was go on and just download it when I logged in. Smart so man. I must've paid for like the, the DLC in advance, but the, uh, the mode is amazing. It's really fun. And I could probably do a better job of the setting up, but I've also been like lamely watching YouTube people doing their own like versions of it. <laughs> you are in the rabbit hole. So man. cool. <laughs> yes, I, that is so appealing to me. I got so addicted. What was that one in FIFA where you build your team with the cards? I was so damn addicted to that thing. The manager oh. mode, Lord Almighty. I don't know. Ulti- but they have it yeah. in NHL too. It's called like Ultimate Team or whatever. Oh, like. the amount of money I blew on that fucking thing. Buying. Digital trading cards. <laughs> Smart me. <laughs> Andrew, what are you excited for this weekend? What is the match you are here to tell us all about? Yeah, I think we're talking about Seth and Brock. Yes, for the universal title. I think, uh, yeah, I would have picked the, the women's match, but I just didn't. I didn't I didn't think I could provide an unbiased opinion on that one. So, um. <laughs> Andrew, a very uh, vocal fan of Becky Lynch. Yes. Is that safe to say? That is, that is safe to say. <laughs> now, I, f- I feel like you're making, in some ways, an unconventional choice here. Because I am also looking forward to this match in the ring. These two guys have a history that tells us they should deliver. You know, the triple threat with Cena at the Rumble, one of the greatest uh, WWE matches, certainly of this decade. Um, but it feels like the build to this match for this show relative to what you would expect for the top men's title in the company, has been, yeah. um, I, I guess, like, in some ways, like, not there, you know? like it, it, Yeah, it, totally. It's sort of been... Uh, Much like half of the uh, half of the match, someone who's also <laughs> not there. <laughs> <laughs> Bang on, correct. But, so, but you're still excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, because I think, despite that, I, I do think the Brock matches typically deliver. I'm, I'm yes. not a fan of him holding the belt because I think it's a waste to not have, you know, the main belt on TV because it's a three hour show of just, you know, just most, mostly garbage, mm-hmm. at least for the past, I don't know, year or so. But I think, uh, he always tends to deliver as less, oh man, I can't even think of his last really if, bad match. Maybe Dean Ambrose or was, if your you know. name is Braun Strowman, you cannot have a good match with Brock Lesnar, but everybody else seems to have just cracker jacks. Yeah, that that Saudi Arabia thing was a total farce. But other than that, like the the Finn, the Brian, the AJ matches, yep. the Joe. I mean, I I was actually at SummerSlam, and that match was quick, but it was fun. Um, I think it, there's just so much intensity because he is. I think it's a double edged sword because he so rarely shows up to TV, but when he does show up, it's like Jesus Christ! Like it's a big deal. Um, 
and seeing him in person is a big deal. So I know that this is going to have that, I guess, to quote Michael Cole, big fight feel, which is a gross, <laughs> a gross thing that he, you know, constantly says. But it is going to have all his fights have that, and I think I genuinely don't know what they're going to do because they could do Brock win, and then they go back to Roman at SummerSlam, or Seth could genuinely win, and then maybe feud with Roman. Like I don't know, but I think the match itself is going to be very, very interesting and intriguing the whole time. This does feel like the only WrestleMania in recent memory when you look at like you know the what Becky's got going on, what Kofi's got going on, where you could get away with Brock winning without just pissing everyone off royally, you know? I do, yeah. I think as long as they send everybody home at the end with, you know, Becky as double champ or whatever they're planning to do there, that's fine. But I could see them screwing us over in every possible way. (laughs) I wouldn't put that past them. Um, I mean, we still don't know why Kofi wasn't allowed to be in the match for four weeks with all that, they didn't give us a reason. They just kind of said, "Well, well, you can't." <laughs> that's yeah, uh... <laughs> you can't until eventually you can. Because we yeah, said that, <laughs> that's you right. Know. You know, Andrew, but... you're so right about Brock bringing this big fight feel. I feel like if you could just tweak his character to not be carrying that belt, people would love this run, like this current run that he's on. Show up three, four times a year, put on like a pretty consistent 12 minute barn burner, even dating back to like the Goldberg match. But it's just that he holds oh. that belt that you know it pisses everybody off. I think you're bang on correct about that. That's totally right, and I guess you could compare him to The Undertaker in a way that they bring him out for big shows. He doesn't have a belt, but it's still a big deal. Mm -hmm. So they could do something like that, but I'm guessing he's got something in his contract not to kind of take away from the actual, I guess, in-story piece. But I don't know. Like, you know, it's hard for me to imagine. Like, he signed up. He did renew his contract, if I'm not mistaken. That's That's right. Up until June, I think. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. I think... I could see it going either way. I would love for the belt just to be on TV. I don't, I love Seth obviously, but you know, does he need the belt? Yes. No, I don't know. I'm worried that, you know, I don't know if I want to see a Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins feud for some reason, Mm. but I I guess it feels like that's what they might be setting up. And um, if Seth wins, I don't know what his next move is. Do you have shield fatigue, Andrew? Oh, I think they ended it for the right reason. Yeah. Obviously Dean, Dean quitting is, you know, you have to end it, but, um, it, it's always cool when they come out and pay, I don't know, their entrance is cool. It's, I don't think I'm tired of them, but, um, them, them feuding feels like, all right, so what, they're just going to make like, yes, Seth the bad guy again, or Roman, a bad guy. Does either of them really need to be a bad guy? Like, I feel like not really. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not ready for Rollins heel action. I just think he's too good at what he does right now. And he hasn't really gotten to have a definitive babyface run at the top yet either. Which, no! Which he fully deserves. And you're, you're both so he right. He deserves it. That, that the problem with Brock is really that he is the champion, right? Like, he gets to maintain the mystique of never being, you know, worn out or overstaying the welcome by, you know, it does feel like a special thing when he's not there. But it would feel even more special if you were allowed to forget that he's mm, not there. Yes. And having him yeah, be the champion sure. is just constantly drawing your attention to someone who is, like, above the product well and, and never shows up. Like, yep. if he just, you know, was a guy who had special matches like Triple H does every year, then he, he everyone would love him. But in, he's right. not that. And then, you know, as a result, you know, Seth's promo this week, I think, rang true in a, a lot of ways when he said, no one wants you here. <laughs> it's think about true. Think about this. Like, let me, let me put a couple scenarios in front of you guys. Like, one... If Brock was this non-belt holding special character who only shows up for certain things, imagine if we just got a no, 
no stakes Bobby Lashley Braun or Brock Lesnar match. That would be cool as hell. So awesome. Everyone wants. But now they both have belts, which is stupid. <laughs> but like then you've got you know, you've got the idea of like, you know, Brock versus geez, I don't know, like you name it, but you could just put them up against fun guys and watch them either kick the shit out of them or, you know, have the I don't know, having someone kick him in the nuts a couple times or whatever it is, he gives diarrhea. I don't know what his deal is. He's like So like, you know, you could you could do all kinds of cool shit once or twice a year, like do it for the big, big, big events, SummerSlam, um, WrestleMania. But yeah, this this whole thing just doesn't work because what happens is you've got three hours of Raw every Monday, filled by one hour of like No Way Jose's Conga Line Extraordinaire or whatever the hell they're doing. So that's the good hour. It sucks. <laughs> that's it the, sucks. The hour-long I, Conga I think, Line was the best part on Monday, if I'm being honest. That was... I, I, I genuinely think like last week's Raw was maybe one of the worst episodes they've done in, in a long time, and that's hard to do when you're literally doing the go-home show for, for Mania, so I, I, I don't know. I'd like to ask you both this question, because I think it's interesting. Sure. If I set the number, the line, at ten and a half minutes, is this match going under or over ten and a half minutes, Seth versus Brock? What do you say, Andrew? You know what? Because of Seth, I go over. What about you, Jamal? I agree. I agree. I'll take the over on that. I know that the Finn Balor match was under, uh, but the Daniel Bryan match was way over that. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. And and like Joe was I under see it going too, more like that. Braun. But but like the the recent trend with Brock and and even Roman to an extent is that they've sort of figured out that like just putting two big guys together might be like compelling on paper or visually having them like tower next to each other. But the match is almost never good. Like, if you put a big guy against a small guy who can work, you're going to yep. get a consistently very good match. And I think that's been part of the reason why Brock is no longer, like, an intolerable presence right, on yeah. WWE television. Is like, you know, for a while there, his matches weren't even good. So then what is the point of this guy? Beyond just right. like being a meat golem that you can roll out on the biggest shows of the year that is every him. so often, um, but like working against you know even Finn, who I don't have the highest opinion of at the moment, uh, right. like that match was pretty fun, and yeah. I have no. It reason was to super think, fun. I have yeah. no reason to think that like against Seth, who is significantly better than Finn in every measure, but of similar stature, like this is gonna be a good match. I think it's going yeah. under, and I think Brock's winning. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. to report. I, I mean, if that was like, if we had to pick odds, I think that would be the number one. Like, the best odds are on that scenario. Yeah, for if, sure. If you've seen the show before, right? I mean, they could yeah. go with Rollins, but does this feel like a feud where they're launching somebody to beat Brock at Mania? It hasn't so well, far to me. No, I guess not. Especially with him holding the belt on Monday night, that is not a good signifier. Yeah, not not the best. But thing. also the mania go home is kind of the only one where that doesn't really fit. That's true in, too, you know. Fair. And I can see them kind of needing Seth to have a moment like that because I feel like he's just been beat down for a lot of the build. Well, and he yeah. was made to and he was made to carry the show for the last calendar year with either no belt or the IC belt, which is not easy to do. He had to work against like Ziggler for 6 months or whatever it was. Like oh. he he did a lot of carrying, and you'd think that maybe there'd be a reward here for him. Yeah, but that's true. That's at the point. end of the day, they have what? They have the three big, the three big heel, you know, face matches, which you've got Becky, you've got Seth, and you've got Kofi, and they can't all win, can they? I mean, that just doesn't seem realistic. I mean, I want to believe, but I'm also a child, so. <laughs> if there was ever a show where they might, 
It might be Mania, but I, I'm with you. I, I just don't see all three winning. But but who knows, right? That that's I feel like this is a tricky Mania to predict sort of across the board, and I dig that about that. Very. I've got one Very. final question for you, Andrew, and that is right, how much it. does your uh, rooting interest in Seth Rollins have to do with the Chicago Bears tights that he wore during the Rumble? Oh. <laughs> so he's if you follow him on, on Twitter, you know he's a giant Bears fan for some reason. He's from Iowa. I guess that's it. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I liked him before I knew he was a Bears fan, so that just makes it even cooler. Um, I've heard rumor that he's also a Cardinals fan, so I pretend like I don't know that. Um, <laughs> just ignore the dirt sheets on this one. I haven't seen him talk about it, so I'm just going to know that you know he's, he's a Bears guy, and that's enough for me. And he likes you know loud, aggressive music. So yeah, loves cool the too. Bears, but came out tweeting that Wilco sucks. So, uh, <laughs> you know, 50-50 well, you know, on the not- city of Chicago, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I did hear a rumor that he might be dating Becky. Is that a thing you guys have heard? What? Is a, what? Seth Rollins? I heard. I I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I actually did. Something hear to that dig they into. Showed up at a house show together or something. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe this just, is maybe they're just workout pals. This is so interesting to me. I can't pretend otherwise. I am I am fascinated by this. I want to know if it's true. <laughs> dig in. Dig in and let us know. I will. I'm going to do a little research over the course of the next couple minutes here. It's and, the uh, beloved power beautiful. couple that we want to believe is real. <laughs> I yes. just yes, we do. Oh <laughs> Andrew, thanks so much for swinging by the Mania House Party, man. I hope you have fun this weekend and enjoy all the shows you're taking in. You boys as well. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Round four. Fight. <laughs> all right, Josh. I mean, the best thing about the house party is we get to see all of our friends. Again. I love to see my friends. You know, Mania season. Everybody's coming over. To Everyone's watch here. All kinds of shows. It's not just WrestleMania or no. NXT. And we get to see returning favorites that uh, we have not talked to in a little while, including returning from last year's Mania House Party yes. and from last year's uh, End of the Year Spectacular as well, Caitlin Hotchkiss, welcome back to Top Marks. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back on. Nope. We want to. We, we think I was on last year. I've had probably more wine than I should have at this point of the night. I'm doing a full Kevin Nash right now, so <laughs> we think I was how, doing this last year. <laughs> scale of 0 to 10, how woke are you right now? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty woke. I feel it in my heart, good. As, uh, as, as they would say when they're playing against Seth Rollins in video games. So I'm, I'm feeling good, and uh, it's good to be back. Happy Mania weekend to everybody. We've got so much good wrestling in the next little while. Just so much. Is Just there more say. this year than there's been in years prior? I feel like there is. Yeah, I feel like that, too. You know, I feel like Bloodsport isn't every year, or it's, it's not around this time of year, is it? I I think last year, the last two years they've had Matt Riddles, which I do think was the Thursday of May. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It didn't feel as big as this Barnett one for whatever reason. To me, he's going to murder him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) If I think back to how many shows were around Mania last year, I do want to say that there were just as many as there are this year. But this year, a lot of them feel much bigger. Yeah, you know, like the yeah. the Ring of Honor uh, New Japan show this year. I mean, I, I guess last year it was just a Ring of Honor supercard with yeah. no New Japan, right? So that alone, bringing the J- the Japanese talent over, makes it feel way larger than no anything that happened on yeah. the Saturday last year. Really. Well, look at the card. The ROH side of it all sucks. <laughs> like it, it all sucks. Oh, the the triple threat uh, with Marty Skrull in the ladder yeah, match. Yeah, Skrull is good, and, and then Jay Lethal, Lethal and, and then, Taven. And then some other guy I've never heard of. Yeah, what, the leader of the kingdom. But what do you you think that anyway? Caitlin, what are we talking about? What are you excited to watch this weekend? Uh, 
you know, so straight up, I do, I do still love my garbage fire ROH. Okay. I'm the old, I'm gonna be the last fucking hold it for that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aside from that, I'm really excited for Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole Mr. at NXT Takeover. Takeover. Yes, for the uh, NXT title. Now, Caitlin, I, I know you just said that you're feeling very woke, but you're you're still yeah. on board with ROH. Because Sinclair Broadcasting just aligns completely with your political oh, opinions, right? I, I am anti-woke. I, I just have destroyed me on the inside. Uh, God bless David Starr, though. Yeah, hey? God bless him. That's right. I know. David Starr, man. It's good. It's good. So that, that's my that's my internal dilemma to deal with this weekend and of all time. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that you picked the NXT title match, though, because yeah. I feel like this is... For a takeover main event, flying way under the radar. Totally. Obviously, through no fault yeah. of their own, this was not the plan. It's a kind of makeshift patch, patchwork main event. Uh, but mm-hmm. you're still, you're still fully hyped for this. Yeah, I'm hyped for it because it is, it is legitimately probably the best case scenario they could have pulled out of this. If only because you know we were all very set up for the Chamba Gargano feud, and it was. I'm going to say it was probably going to be the blow-off. That was probably going to be the end of it. Yeah. Um, you know, wh- whether that was going to end with them, you know, hugging in the ring or not, which I kind of felt like was, was going to happen. But you know, we, we might, I feel kind of like we might never see a final end to this at this point, if only because Champa might not ever come back. Uh, we, we really hope he, he does come back because he's a fantastic wrestler. But, you know, his, his recent tweets have made it sound incredibly dire. So it's... There may never be a blow-off to the Gargano-Champa feud, I guess is what I'm saying. May so, I go over a hot take about Champa? Yes, please do. I think if he never comes back, he will be remembered so favorably that there's an argument that it would be worth it. Champa <laughs> isn't going to make it on the main roster. I have bad so news he, for everybody. He's a he's small like, heel coming up from NXT. <laughs> there's no future for him there. If he just so goes he, out on top, mamma mia. And, and it's, uh, I will support you on this, even though I want to say you're wrong, because... Hmm. Champa is like not that good on the mic. No, he's not bad, but yeah. like he is a heel who was reviled for his actions, not for his words. Yeah, good luck I getting do, that with yeah. main roster booking. <laughs> I do accept you, your you guys' arguments that he is basically the Kurt Cobain of wrestling. That's that's totally <laughs> fine. By me. Like, totally fine. Hot, real hot take. Champa um, Organa was his never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, horrible. So, so we did get Adam Cole in this, which is, is probably. He was going to be in the main main event picture sooner rather than later. So the fact that they sped that up, it, it totally works for me. And it's a two or three falls match, which is also, you know, extra stakes to it. Um, so I was just kind of looking at some notes around this match earlier. And you really kind of figure there's two directions they go with this. So, you know, the first direction is Johnny's going to lose the match. So he goes back to the main roster where he was before or... I want to say Meltzer or somebody was saying it was rumored they're going to put him to 205 Live, which go fucking Wow. Wow. Can you imagine? Oh, so <laughs> that's the death nail pretty much. That's yeah. a double loss. Would um, you rather go to 205 Live or ROH? <laughs> well, that, he could do that. <laughs> no. In 2019, where is better to find yourself, 205 Live or ROH? Yeah, you know, you put him on 205 Live, but you also change his music so that he's got the Undertaker's old... Dead man walking. Yeah, that's oh. when he comes into the ring. <laughs> Caitlin, who's uh, winning this match on on Friday? Do you think? Do you think they put it onto Gargano, or is he done for? And uh, Cole's going to be your face of NXT for a while. Uh you know what? And it's really hard because I was looking at this earlier, and I'm like, okay, so honestly, I feel 
I feel in my heart that Johnny would win this because it makes more sense for him to stay in NXT and have a longer feud afterwards with Adam Cole or another heel that they could bring that they could bring into the match. Um, but the sense that I have also is that Adam Cole shouldn't suffer another loss because it kind of defangs him. They've been losing a lot lately. And yeah. also, with two nights later, we all expect that Kofi or Becky or both are already going to get their big wins. That's a lot of faces getting big wins over the weekend. Do we need to have Johnny kick that off or, or not? It's kind of the question. It's, it's, we all know that Vince doesn't like to have too many faces win the belts, especially on this big weekend. So... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure how this goes, because I honestly feel like it might be Johnny's time, because I do think he deserves to have a run with the belt, but he already has been committed to the main roster, and there's other things they could do with him, and Adam Cole just can't really afford another loss here. Also, he has the Undisputed Era, could do an interference. It's just, it's sort of a numbers game, as uh, Scott Steiner would put it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see- you guys see Big E reenacting that promo? I did. Yeah. Wow, that kicked ass. Um, I do like, though, that like there is a good amount of intrigue around this. Like, yeah. I, I, do, I think that, you know, there's a case to be made that, you know, it's hard to predict the big matches on Mania as well. Uh, but I don't know how much that's actually the case if you really break it down, which we will do, of course. Uh, <gasps> but, uh, but, 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 like, in this situation, you're right. Like, there is, like, even if you're smart, even if you're fully tapped in on all of the backstage everything – there's an element of uncertainty in terms of like what is the plan for Gargano here yeah. because he could easily stay in NXT for another 6 months, 9 months, a year even. Mm-hmm. But if he was on the main roster on the Raw after Mania, that would totally make sense as well given that he's sort of technically already been there and you know, I don't know, I want the injury to Champa maybe kind of threw off his call up perhaps and I, I, the reason that I think Johnny could win this, even though I agree with you that a, a heel does need a big win somewhere along the way in WWE programming over the weekend, uh, is that like this match was originally supposed to be Ciampa and Gargano, right? So the yeah. plan was for one of those two guys to be the champion yeah. for whatever yeah. their long-term goal was out of Mania. I would think if they were going ahead with the match Ciampa-Gargano, that it would be Gargano winning the match. And like you said, you know, ending with a hug because the the long-term kind of goal of this plot has been about, you know, pulling his friend back from out of the void. It's kind of the wrestling equivalent of, like, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's a redemption arc of, like, not giving up on someone when everything tells you that you should. So, uh, you know... If that was originally the plan, does it make sense to stick with it? Kind of, probably. But also, you know, you're right. I could totally see Adam Cole is totally like the break glass in case of emergency guy in NXT. And has been for like a year. Like we've all known that he is a top guy basically since he arrived. And they just haven't pulled the trigger on using him that way yet. So lots of intrigue. Lots of ways this could go. And, And two amazingly skilled technical wrestlers yeah. who are going to deliver the goods. I'd like to ask yeah. a question about the stip involving it. The The last two to three falls, unless I'm mistaken, that we got in the WWE system was that Dolph and Seth Rollins one, right? Mm. No? Um. Maybe? Uh, either way, I know that this is a format that people are not always the warmest to. They feel like, you know, they get the one fall each out of the way and then the match actually starts. We got a two out of three falls between uh, Ray and... Uh, 
Almas. Oh, did oh, that's right. Good memory, yes. JMO. Uh, do, Caitlin, do you feel like this adds or takes away from this match, main eventing uh, takeover? Do you like the two out of three falls? Is this good for these guys, or do you think you know that's going to hamper them? I don't mind it as much with Johnny Gargano in play because he's got crazy fucking work rate. Like yeah. his stamina is nuts, and One the fact the that he's yeah, he's up there. He's up there with Okada, I would say, which is just like your your stamina is crazy. How can you keep pulling this off? Um, it, it might be a lot to tire the crowd. I do think Adam Cole can, can go for the whole thing, but I I don't know because they, they have to really build drama somehow because I feel like these two have not had as much of a build to this match, which makes sense because it was supposed to be Ciampa and, and Gargano. So you need to be able to tell a good enough story in the ring to get people invested, and the two out of three falls stick gives them enough time to do so. So I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be good, and at some point, you know that the other three guys from the era are going to show up and get sent back to the locker room, and then they'll show up again. So it's it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of surprises in this match. I think. I think it's going to get people's interest still going because it, the crowd is always so hot for takeovers, and Johnny's what given so many five star match. I hate to use the Melter scale, but. Out of all the NXT competitors, I think Johnny's got the most five stars, or he, he has the highest ranking, I believe, for, uh, for matches. He might be the most reliable in-ring worker NXT yeah. has right now, right? He's not yeah. really my guy, but he is always in just absolute cracker Yeah, decks. which is another argument for keeping him in NXT right now, as opposed to putting him back on the mirror or two sure. of five live. Like, you want that guy. You want that guy holding your belt. Like, you want him to be the champion. To me, so, uh, it, it, to me, it sort of feels like a stipulation that is saved for the blow-off of a long time. Right, yeah. that's how I feel, j and, and this match and this pairing has, like, not earned it, necessarily. Yep, that's exactly how I feel. But it, the thing is, though, like, I think like you were alluding to, Caitlin, like, the stipulation like this always makes for a long match, right? Especially mm -hmm. if it's going to be the yeah. main. Like, I could see this going 45 yep. to close to an hour, essentially. Yep. Uh and, like, these two guys will deliver on the promise of that. Yep. It's just the feud isn't there. And, like you said, like, you can't blame them for that necessarily. Yeah. There's a couple other fun things in play, too. I, I don't know if we see other members of Undisputed Era coming in, face off with uh, Candice LeRae, something like that. Yeah. Maybe we get Roderick Strong turning, some dissension in Undisputed Era. I think you're going to see something spurn off from this. And uh, it, it's not, I think you were sort of hinting at this, JMO. It doesn't necessarily feel like the takeover main event of Mania Weekend, but it should absolutely deliver in ring. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Caitlin, uh, on that note, yeah. what are you yeah. least looking forward to? What ma what match are you dreading this weekend? Oh, God. I just was trying to think about this earlier, and I'm like, I don't... I don't f you know what? At first glance, I didn't give a shit about Orton AJ, but mm. they actually have sold, they sold it on me. Like, they're yeah. decent. I'm like, oh, holy shit, I actually want to see this match. Uh, Jamo and I, I were care, just but... saying that before we recorded that we had to yeah, eat our words a bit on that one. I actually care. If only just because, God, Orton's got such a fucking stink on him for the last couple of media <laughs> matches. It's like, I don't need to see another weird projection with Bray Wyatt again. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Poor Bray. I know. I just I think everything's going to be fine. I you know eight hour mania on Sunday. I will be drinking quite a bit to get through all of that. Us <laughs> um, too. Whiskey mania. Whiskey mania, boys. But hey, that's the point, right? Like absolutely. it's a long. It's a. It comes once a year. We use it as an excuse to hang out with our friends, eat garbage, drink a lot of alcohol, and it's, it's a good time. You know, I mean, I I don't understand people who shit on mania because it's it's a fun time with friends. Yeah. Like, 
It's a fun people. A- absolutely, Caitlin. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you for Mania next year. At, oh, which, yeah. at which point, uh, this year's Mania will hopefully be over by then. <laughs> <laughs> we never know. It might keep going. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Anyway. Lesnar and Reigns are still going at it. <laughs> 364 days later. Oh, God. Anyway. Thank you for stopping right. by the house party. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good Mania weekend. You too. Round five. Fight. <laughs> Justin, you know I love the Mania house party. You know I do. We all do. Do you love it also? I. It's my favorite of the year. Oh, man. It might be right up there for me as well. And part of that reason, Justin, is it gives me a chance to not only reach out to our friends from the internet, from the left, from the right, just my friend from real life. My childhood friend is joining us. He is the most recent signee to the ECCW training class locker room. It's Tyler Parisi joining us here on the Mania House Party. What up, old Tiles? What's going on, boys? Okay, Tyler, do you have a wrestling name yet? I do, actually. What's your ring name? Uh, Thronk. Thronk? I fucking love it. (laughs) What, What is the gimmick? Are you like a caveman? Exactly. I love it. This is so great. I love and before it. you guys hit me with like the old oh, man, I've got the best idea idea for ring gear. I'll cut you off right there because I already know what you're gonna say because everyone says it. I'm already planning on doing the animal print like three quarter singlet, the Andre the Giant Fuck singlet, yes. and having a club. Oh, oh yeah. my! Yeah, I already... But everyone comes up to me. They're like, "Bro, you should do that. It's genius." Like, wow, <laughs> groundbreaking voice. Like, yeah. really. What about what about if you came out to the ring like eating one of those like enormous novelty sized turkey legs from, from the like, P medi- Medieval times. <laughs> so yeah, like the fair at the P It looks like a dinosaur leg. Listen, I, I I'm biased because I love old tiles, but I already feel like this could be the most over thing on earth. <laughs> That's just one man's opinion. Thronk is money, man. It's it's a license to print money. I agree. I got it. When uh, when I was at practice on Monday, some of the guys in my class are super athletic. They're doing like you know moon salts and stuff over. Not actually like doing them, but they can do backflips off the top rope and stuff. Right. And uh, you know one of our trainers, Billy Swade, the incredible Billy we're all Swade. Ta- we're all talking, and I was like, man, fuck the high spots. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. doing an 80s style, and Billy Swade's like, yeah, Big Rick, get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the revival. No flips, just fists. Yeah, exactly. I, I would like to know. I, I One day I would like to learn to do the Vader salt, which I know is just a yeah. shitty moon salt. But <laughs> <laughs> it's there is something about, like, being like Vader and doing a moonsault. Like, Bam Bam has that, too. Or even like, just, like, Kevin Owens doing a moonsault. Yeah, b- bigger dudes doing moonsaults kicks ass. Or his That's cannonball cool. swanton that he does. So yeah. sick. Well, well, Tyler, how have you found the training so far? What's it been like uh, adjusting to, um, you know, the, the grind of being a wrestler? Uh, well, it's been pretty good. Like, leading up to the tryout, I was in the gym pretty regularly trying to get in shape. Nice. Um, and I actually do have you know, a shoot wrestling background and I'd done jujitsu and martial arts for a lot of years. So it's not like it was a big, the biggest adjustment is just getting my fat ass back in shape, (laughs) especially when you're, you know, people, they make jokes and shit, but when you turn 30, man, like that clock fucks with you a little bit. Like it's recovery is a lot tougher, but the training is great. Our classes, you know, we're all pretty tight. So everybody's, you know, taking care of each other and, you know, encouraging each other and whatnot. Hell yeah. Um, you know, there's some things that I'm, like, I'm having trouble with. I am really having a lot of trouble with the bumps. Sure. I don't know why. Um, I think it's a mental thing. But, 
you know, I, I love it. There's not a day where I'm like, uh, I got to go to practice. Like, this is a bummer. Like, like I'm always excited to, to go. That's so awesome. But if you're, you know, if the, if the real struggle is getting in shape, then maybe uh, don't eat an enormous turkey leg before every match. <laughs> that might have been a bad suggestion we, on my part. We're going to have to renege on our prior. <laughs> maybe a giant celery or something. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. Ty, how excited are you for uh, Mania this weekend? Scale of 1 to 10, something like that. Pretty excited, very excited, super stoked. I'm pretty excited. Um, this is kind of the first mania that I've had leading up to since I started watching wrestling again like a year and a half ago. Right. Because um, I knew about, like, uh, 34. I watched WrestleMania 34, but I didn't really do a lot of the lead up to it. So sure. I just kind of went in cold to it. Um, there was a lot of new faces I didn't recognize. This time around, you know, I've been watching semi-regularly. Full disclosure, I haven't watched any Raw or SmackDown for the last two weeks. <laughs> How dare so, you? That's okay. You've mostly just missed a continuation of the exact same thing. Just for Vince, the last Vince two months. screwing Kofi again. Hey, you missed Batista saying uh, some good stuff. Yeah, that's true. Ty, that's what true. match he are told you Hunter to... Yeah, kiss his ass? Yeah. I love it. Ty, what match are you here to preview today? I believe it's the women's tag. Is that right? It is the women's tag team match, yep. So you were one of the um, first people I messaged this morning, and I got to tell you, we had some people who were reaching out and wanted, they, you know, Brian Kofi was a popular one. They wanted to pick matches. No one else wanted to talk about this women's tag. What drew you to it, old tiles? Uh, well, full disclosure again, yes. I wanted to talk about Brock and Seth, but somebody had already taken it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for me, you and I have talked a little bit over the last few weeks and months regarding the women's division, and I'm a big fan of the women's division. I yeah. think they're the stronger division right now for the most part overall. Like per capita. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they have some immense talent in the division. I'm a huge Ember Moon fan. Unfortunately, I believe she's injured right now. She is. Um, yeah. I'm a huge Oscar fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't help but be a fan of the man. Of, co- well, of it, course. Yeah. But are you fans of Sasha and Bailey? I am. Now, I'm a bit of a Bailey apologist, and I don't announce that very often because I don't want to get made fun of. <laughs> but I really, for her, all the perceived faults people have of her, I really like Bailey's gimmick. This kind of like happy go lucky, huggy, like, yeah, let's just get out there and have a good time. You know, she's got some cool homages, like the pants and the big elbow drop to Macho Man. Yep. See. When you say when uh, that you've only really been intently following the product closely for the last year, it surprises me then that you would like take a a, a liking to Bailey because I feel like most of the people who are Bailey fans have been that way since her NXT yeah. run and just feel constantly disappointed by everything she's done on the main roster. Yeah, so I've only gone back and watched some of the, her matches with Sasha during their feud. Of course, yeah. Not really, you know, when you go back and you watch some of these matches, you get a bit of the storyline, but you don't get that feeling you get from watching the storyline live. So I, I maybe I'm just not ev- emotionally invested in the story as much as some of these other people are, but I don't, I like watching Bailey wrestle. Like, her style is pretty simple, mm-hmm. but it, it gets the job done. Um and I, I'm a sucker for elbow drops. 
<laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, it is a great move. Uh, just for those who may not know, the the tag match that we are talking about is Sasha and Bailey defending their tag titles against not the teams of Nia Jackson, Tamina, Natalia, and Beth Phoenix. But most interestingly to me, the Iconics coming over. Uh, yes, who's, who's taking these belts, old house? The Iconics have a kick at the can here. Yeah, so I should preface that I think Bailey and Sasha are going to drop the titles at Mania. Yeah. Now, I don't think they're going to drop them because of, you know, tag team storyline. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to drop them because I think they're going to pull some bullshit and have that main event devolve into the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen. Right. So you need to have them involved somehow. And I, I think if you had them as the tag team champions in this other feud, you're basically holding up your tag division. So I would like to see them put the strap on the Iconics. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm a big purist in that I don't like gimmick people getting the belt. The Iconics are a tag team. Right. They should have the tag team belts. Like People don't really know Billy Kane, Peyton Royce as solo competitors per se. They know them as the Iconics. Yeah, they've been a duo pretty much the whole way along, right from NXT even. So I- I'm right there with you. Um, I could see them retaining just because I think there's going to be so many other title changes on the show. Right. That like there has to be some belts that don't change hands, probably, and the women's tag feels like a good spot for that. Probably like the Usos in their tag match as well. I could see them hanging on. Um, but if it does change, I'm right there with you, man. Iconics. I I, I feel like you know for all of their uh, shortcomings, maybe in the ring, that they're not like the technical workers that a Sasha or a Bailey are. They are so entertaining on the mic. That like yeah. that there's gotta be room for especially in like not to slight the women at all, but like in the women's tag division, like if you're a great character, that should be enough on some level. You know what I mean? Like that's enough for the US title. It's enough for like secondary titles are for characters like that. And to me, like iconics just have like um extreme theater kid energy that i just like <laughs> i for sure i do. love watching them i i am delighted by basically everything they do so it was, i would love it if this is their moment i think eventually the strap will get put on them now if i were a betting man and i knew for a fact that sasha and bailey were going to drop the titles but i didn't know to who i would actually put money on them putting the title on uh natalia and beth phoenix yep yeah, that is um, definitely the second most likely, I feel like. Yeah, only to have them drop it to the Iconics maybe at the next pay-per-view or on a SmackDown show so the Iconics can be like, this is our brand! <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it sounds exactly like that. And the future is Iconic! Unbelievable. It's funny, my uh, my wife watches wrestling with me sometimes. Wow. And we were talking being married over yeah, here. Yeah, look right? at this guy, huh? You got a wife? <laughs> she got any what, friends? You're gonna tell me you eat every day? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's funny. I was talking with her, and you know, you meet some Australian—not necessarily women, but just Australian people in ge- in general. Yeah, and I try you hear their accent, and you're like, mm, "Yes, I'll have some more of that. That's very sexy." Right. The iconics don't have that. I agree. 100%. They sound like nails on a chalkboard. There's but de- somehow they've managed to turn it into this like great character base for them. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> and it works. I- I'd be worried though about having like too many 
title changes with these belts over the next little while because I, I know that they haven't been around for very long. It's been what two, three months? Yeah, maybe now three months. These women's uh, well, it was elimination titles. chamber. I think. Yeah, so two shows ago, uh, this will be like the third month of having these belts in existence. You kind of need somebody to have a definitive run with them to make them feel important at some level, right? Like, Absolutely, and I think maybe that's what they've tried to do with Sasha and Bailey by making them defended on every single brand, including NXT. Um, the problem is, is not all of that gets out. Like, there's people who will just watch Raw right. or just watch SmackDown and don't even know that NXT plays anywhere. Yeah. Um, so to have them go to NXT and defend, you know, you can put it on social media like, oh, look at they've every week in and out defending three times a week, but unless you get them in front of the camera. Yeah, how much you know, value the old tree and, and actually words. promoting them as you know tag team champions. Like, don't just have it be oh, also the women's tag team t- uh, titles defended tonight. Do you, what, what, how do you feel like this match is going to deliver in terms of in ring though, Tyler? I think we're going to see good work from the Boston Hub Connection and Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Yep. I think the Iconics will bring that character element to the match. That, you know, when you have your down, your slow moments and you need a little bit of comic relief, let's, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. the Iconics are going to do that. Or if you need some shady bullshit to go down, the Iconics are there for it. Um, if I don't see Nia Jax and Tamina on screen the whole time, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> your ranking just goes up. Uh, Ty, we got to keep the house party running. Yep. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by, my dude. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you back soon. Sounds good, guys. Have, Have a good, good one. Mania. Round pick fight. Well, we didn't necessarily invite our next guest, Josh. No, oh, you just, know this guy. He just kind of stormed in. You, but that said, you can sense the sex appeal rise as he nears. <laughs> that's and that's always something I'm ready for. As the well, who's joining us? Jay? Yeah, he he just exudes pure sexuality. He is the velveteen dream of <laughs> uh, right. bartenders. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I could I could argue that. He is roommate of the show. Of course. Mike Noble. <laughs> Hello. Uh you might know him as the bassist from uh Hotel Mira. Hotel Mira. I'm not sure why I just forgot the it's name okay. of your band. Well you probably haven't got to hear them enough. Ah, I was gonna say Chica, but that's the other guy who's <laughs> the bassist hey. over here. Yeah, the considerably uh, yeah. less Chica popular. has actually uh replaced you with Mike. <laughs> I I didn't wanna be the one to break the news this way. Yeah, well. But uh, we had a, a meeting. I'm now the band manager for oh. Chica as well. So well. Yeah, we all conspired to just uh, replace you with Mike. And, Are, um, will yeah, you start some social media for them? Well, no, we're, <laughs> we're actually uh, writing songs about Scott Hall only and changing the name to Chico. <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> indeed. Mike, are you excited for WrestleMania and on whole WrestleMania weekend. Be- Absolutely. Yeah. Really? I, I, I because t- I feel like of everyone that I know. <laughs> no, I didn't mean for this. I, I'm, you, ready to, I'm ready to you throw down. You have been by far the <laughs> most overwhelmingly negative and cynical person about the build to what I think is the most exciting and anticipated mania in at least four or five years. No, I think the... All right, here's my hot take. Other than Daniel Bryan and Kofi, I think the builds have been like pretty either milk toast or started great, ended what kind of thing. What? Yeah. And like, like okay, the, like the Ronda Charlotte thing on Raw was fucking hilarious and awesome. Yeah, it was great. But also, it's just like, 
okay, we're getting from this, like, we are three women leading this, like, charge forward, and now I'm going to run you over with my car. It's like, it just went full Attitude Era at the last minute, which I, like, am down for, but it's like, all right, this story took a really interesting twist. All right, you want me to run down the last? No, I don't. I don't want you to tell me why every. I'm really stoked for the Kevin Owens match on the card. Kevin Owens has gotten to host the KO show and be the center of every feud on SmackDown over the course of the entire build to this, except his own. He has, yeah, because he doesn't have a feud (laughs) because they made the fucking decision, Michael, to go with Kofi Kingston as well, which you have to admit was the right choice. Still makes no sense why they brought him back at first. Okay, so here's here's what I have to say about I this. I cannot I don't escape think, this man. I don't think... We th- live together, so it's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's the of the show. I don't think what you guys are saying are mutually exclusive. Because no. I think what Justin's saying, and I agree with Justin, to be clear, is that this has been a stronger Mania build than other Mania builds that have happened in recent history. Yeah. So even though I do think there are things you can pick apart... I think Justin saying that this is the strongest Mania build in, would you say, four or five years? Yeah. I think that's bang on correct, and I think it's really tough to push back on that. Unless, like, is there a Mania you can think of that you felt the build I, was stronger? I think, th- I think the reason this Mania build feels so strong is there's a legitimate emotional investment in Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston that we have not seen since WrestleMania. And, and in Becky Lynch. And in Becky Lynch. Yeah, but I think that's a bit too foretold. Wow, that's... Okay, so like, yeah, I want to see her succeed, and she will. And like, like I was. Do saying, you think so? Yeah, we we said this off, off, uh, off mic, off mic. There Unattended. we go. It's like off air. It's like we're on air. <laughs> um, we yeah. were with Mike, but off mic. Yeah, I, we were saying this off mic before we started. It's like the I feel the women's the main event has it's living in this world where it's like everyone wants to see Becky succeed, and the only way, like, if she doesn't win. It's annoying and frustrating. If Daniel Bryan beats Kofi Kingston, it's like Daniel Bryan's killing it so much. I do want to see his reign continue, but yeah. I also want the emotional satisfaction of seeing Kofi win. I don't want to see Charlotte being a double champion and Ronda. I she she has the Lesnar role. Like she needs to lose at Mania for it to be any significance. Like she's not going to drop it next month on Money Back in the clash. Bank, which it's Money in the Bank oh, in May yeah, actually. Yeah. Weird. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, yeah, the build's been great, but it's like. I he said it, folks. I'm say we got him. Drop. That's it. We got what we need yeah. another segment. Yeah, let's <laughs> move on. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna chef me. No. Like last South Park episode <laughs> of Chef. <laughs> but you know what's weird though <laughs> is that uh, one of the things that no one has talked about uh, throughout our entire party today is Roman versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, which yeah. is gonna be really good. No, it'll be great. It'll be like 12 minutes of like hard hitting stiff action, and like which is like also like a porno subtitle. Hey now, <laughs> and like you know, just the fact that Roman has a Mania match feels like a huge victory unto itself. And Drew has been really good for the last yeah. calendar year. I I just love that you can totally tell the point where they were just like, oh, we got to heat someone up for Roman, and like Drew's in like a six man against the Shield, looking like a bum, and then the next night he's just like murdering literally everyone on television it's like all right this is the mania program i hate to shift us away from this but we must because mike we have not got to touch very much on this roh versus new japan yeah, supercar going big, down on the saturday the big question and i want to thank you josh for stepping in and helping calm me down a little bit here. i'm here for you okay. an adjudicator between well, two uh <laughs> aggrieved parties uh yes the big Kinda question like kevin owens in all the feuds that he's exactly. not involved in exactly <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. That's a good spot for him. And we, um, we would be very remiss to have Mike on the show and, and not talk about yeah, Jay White. What is yeah. the what is your most anticipated match of the weekend? So most anticipated. Okay, the actual answer. I know you're not fishing for this. Is Daniel Bryan Kofi Kingston? Right. 
I'm very excited for that. But match. the on-brand answer. The on-brand answer is probably. Just say I'm it. trying to come up with a joke answer. But yeah, <laughs> I, I am stoked for Jay White Okada. Carlito. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the on-brand answer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what has you excited about Okada Jay White? Um, well, I just think a lot of it is like really. Uh, like the MSG Supercard is like really historic for like mm-hmm. a promotion that isn't WWE. It's definitely true. Um, I think it, I really love their Wrestle Kingdom match, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a great rematch. It's a good match. Um, it probably won't be the best match on the card. For Naito Abushi has yeah, to take that. Thousand. Yeah. Abushi's going to like fucking moonsault off Messier's hung jersey in the rafters, <laughs> and then like uh, outside shout out to Jeff Cobb versus Will Ospreay is something that might steal that show as well. Ah, uh, that's a t- like. It's just going to be like flippy shit and power shit. <laughs> it's like, all right. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm right there with you, though. Like, I did feel like Jay White Okada was my favorite match at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yeah. And I know it, it was very WWE style uh, and very much like Gato. And, you know, it had. I mean, I didn't want to interject when you guys were talking about it, but Gato was involved in one spot. So you guys were completely wrong on your analysis. No, I feel like Gato, Gato was like a big part of the emotion of big that spot match. Of, big part of one spot. Multiple spots. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. He, what, what, the Wrestle Kingdom it? match? Yeah, no, but what was the point that we made? That We were talking about Gato being very involved in the drama. I believe the, the exact being, quote was, WWE. it wasn't really Jay White versus Okada. It was like Okada versus Gato. I said that? I, sa- I said that. Oh. And, and I stand by that. I mean, rewatch the match. Listen, I, that's cool. I want you guys to argue this again. This Jay White guy over here. Ryan does yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, I'm going I'm to say this about Okada, Jay White, and I'd love to hear your response. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the biggest match on the card to me. And in generally, the IWGP title, that belt itself, for whatever reason, and maybe I'm just a big mark, whatever it is, because that belt always feels like the biggest deal when it's it around to me. Because it doesn't get defended very often. That's exactly I, why. I, I think the result of that, like, I think that's just going to be, A, if Naito Ibushi wasn't on the card, I think it would feel like the biggest match. That that might be true. Um, which is good, because also, like, the IC title did kind of have, like, it, it did take a backseat when Jericho was champion. True. Uh, but uh, I think that's just going to be the effect of what this Jay White push is going to be like for a little bit. And I think there is a precedent set for that with Okada's first reign. Like, no one really bought sure. into that. And, like, they're kind of trying to replicate that. And it is coming off the heels of, like, Okada's historic reign. So, like, us entering as fans during that reign, we have this, like, pedestal that it's on. Mm-hmm. And, like, whether it's kind of fallen or, like, kind of, like, wavered a bit, yeah, probably. Like, Looking back on Kenny Omega's reign, like it kind of sucked. Like the matches were great, but like, I, yeah, wasn't... I think it's a really good reign. I just want to be clear. I, is it though? Like really? Yes. Like I think he had basically eight classics in a row. Yeah, but not should have won the Lou Marsh if you ask me. With <laughs> me, you and the Zoo. He had what three defenses? He, Omega. Yeah, he defended against Cody. He defended against Ishii, which was great. Yep. He in the three with Cody and Ibushi. I guess I'm counting while he's champion throughout the G1. Yeah, but too. that doesn't yeah. really count. I get what you mean. And yeah, then it's... he lost to Tanahashi. Like that yeah. was his reign. Yeah, I suppose I. And like all those matches were great, but it's not like, like for a reign following Okada's, it kind of sure flat. I thought. Jamin, let me ask you this: Is this the start of a Jay White reign, or 
as it's, uh, you know, I think some people have concern about, which is interesting to me. They they don't want the belt instantly back on Okada. I hear a lot of this on the internet. Where are you with this? I see both sides of that. Okay. And, I, and Mike has made the case to me before that, like, the IWGP title just never changes hands that often. Right. So to flip it again after just having changed it at Wrestle Kingdom is too soon. And also, Okada, like you said, just had a historic reign. Do we really want to put the belt back on him again? Mm-hmm. I will say... From like a marketing branding perspective, yes, you mm-hmm. should put it back on him. Yeah, because look, you know me. If you've listened to this show over the last year and however long, I have not had a bigger turnaround <laughs> on any wrestler <laughs> than Okada. I spent who, the first half of the show's lifespan telling you he was good, and the second half just getting to agree with you yeah, that he's yeah. good. Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I come out of that show being like, Okada is the Roman Reigns of right. New Japan. He's boring, and I think he sucks. <laughs> and now you're like, and now, now, now you're like, Okada is the Roman yeah. Reigns of New Japan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I came out of Wrestle Kingdom. 13 being like Okada is I had the right family but the wrong member yeah. he's the rock he's the Rikishi he's Japanese the rock yes. like he is amazing Japanese he, Jimmy he Uso he is a star <laughs> and if you have a star like that then you should probably get them to do something that the rock never got to do which is win the title on mania weekend he never did that like you have an opportunity here and i've said this before to make this the biggest story coming out of the entire weekend Mm -hmm. that yeah takeover was fine and wrestlemania was extremely long but good but like nothing lives up to the thrill of Okada winning the belt in that main event. Like, if you want to, like, make this show impactful in a historic way and have this be what everyone is buzzing about next week, do you not have to pull the trigger on a title change? Like, I don't think Jay White can beat him again, and we're all thrilled with that next week. I disagree. I mean, I would be thrilled if Jay White won, but that's on brand. But I think... You'd be thrilled if you saw... um, Dude, I'm wearing my Switchblade shirt all weekend. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay. So, I obviously get that. And I obviously see the importance and significance of all of that. But I think the biggest thing to consider is, I think the only reason people are thinking Okada is going to win is because Meltzer had that, like, dirt sheet thing that was like, yeah, he's just taking Omega's shoes. And Okada was supposed to beat Omega at MSG. And oh, stuff okay. like that. And then I think, I'm thinking, it's like, if you are... If you are concerned about Okada winning the title at MSG, why do you take the belt off Tanahashi? Okada Tanahashi is a great MSG main event where Okada can win and stuff like that. And I think ending this run for Jay White this early kind of deflates him a lot. And I think they need to keep it going to establish him as like a real main event player and a big threat. And down the line, like have him lose at Dominion to someone and then have Okada Naito headline Wrestle Kingdom 14 night one or two like there is life to get out of Jay White's reign like if Okada like we're at a point in Okada's story arc where if he won the title it would just be the same reign he had last time and that's not the story that needs to be told with Okada right now that's true and like Zoob's made the point earlier that this is kind of a a, what has historically been a dead period for New Japan like they kind of just like throw in the towel on these months and let everybody just be interested in New Japan, which I feel is true. Yeah. But this is kind of changing the landscape for them, right? Like, if they want to get involved in Mania Weekend and be a Mm -hmm. force 
going forward that has like a um, can't miss show during this weekend every year in perpetuity. Yeah, you need to do something big that establishes that as as something big. Right. But the other the other thing is like, not only is it Jay White winning. It's Bullet Club winning. The exact thing I was about to say. And Bullet Club <laughs> yeah. is the biggest thing for New Japan in America. It's exactly the point I was going to make. I do not like Jay White. I've been clear about that. I think he should win on Saturday, mostly to keep the faction strong. And because, I, again, like Mike said, I'm not sure what an Okada reign looks like right now. A little bit yeah. of distance from that belt. Him and Naito fighting for some sort of means of getting there. I just don't feel like it's time to put it back on him right now. I just I, think Mike said that he would be thrilled if Jay White retained. Mike would also be thrilled, though, if like Pete Weber Jr. won the New Japan. <laughs> Wow! This weekend. Who Who's among Pete? us would be? He's Pete Weber. He's Jr. a professional bowler. You would have seen him in a bowling alley at one point. Uh, <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I must be the last guest because that joke sucks. Why? Shoot. We what it was positive. Yeah, and 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 like the conspiracy theorist in me, which does not exist except for this one point, is the Bullet Club block party is the day after the MSG show, and they wouldn't be pushing it so hard if they were gonna get the wind taken out of their sails that's true mike noble thank you for coming to the mania house party Anytime, thank you for boys. bringing the heat thank you for getting madman morissette alive do, and well do we see an el phantasmo hype video oh on this my show? god i forgot Probably. about does lp show up on this show oh, that could steal the goddamn weekend if el phantasmo pops up in new japan lord almighty helps jay white win then i like jay white also before i leave brock rollins will be the match of the weekend wow Drops the mic. That is a mic drop moment. And with that, we drop Mike from the program. Hey, that's why he's a professional, folks. <laughs> Round seven, fight. Oh, we are joined by a truly prestigious guest at this point. I was... Wrestling royalty in some ways in that he is one of the favorite musicians of Zack Sabre Jr. That is 100% true. And, and we all know that Zack Sabre Jr., of course, king of wrestling. King of wrestling, and that's And if you undisputed. happen to make his year-end list of songs that he liked from the year that ended, then I think you are at least in the king's court, at the very least. Yeah, it's 100% true, Madman. Returning to the Media House Party after his segment last year, which was uh, much beloved, we have Jameson Isaac of Teen Days. What's up, Jamo? Guys, Guys, so happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> we are happy you're here because, Jameson, you are uh, doing something sort of unique here, which is you have no idea what's on WrestleMania this year. Uh, this is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> we, we I, are... don't know, I don't know what happened. Life just kind of got away from me this year. <laughs> and uh, I, you know what? Honestly, this, it, this wouldn't surprise me if this is the, the actual truth if I look back over my life. I I feel like having attended uh, Wrestle Kingdom, right? Ooh, that was now not not um, about not this year, but ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That was like the peak for me. Yeah, I I kind of feel like everything after that has always just been a little like, uh, well, it's, just, it's not the same. Listeners remember uh, Jameson and I were at Wrestle Kingdom twelve, and uh, right. it did feel like a true. I know what you mean, where it was like, oh well, what's on the other yeah. side of this? So, well, and and you know, not to not to like downplay everything that's happening. It just a combination of life happening with uh, having this really incredible experience. In the last year has just flown by, and I just realized, like, oh, I have no idea what's happening. And it was the John Oliver segment uh, on Sunday that made me go, like, oh, WrestleMania is this weekend. Thank like, you, John oh. Oliver. Yeah, building awareness for guess, the brand. Yeah. So well, you know, like you I said, no publicity is bad publicity. 
Well, Jameson, I have good news for you. Your ignorance uh, towards WrestleMania is a tremendous <laughs> bit. Uh-huh. Yes. So Jam- here, do, do you have the Wikipedia page for WrestleMania open? We have. I been, do. We have been asking everyone what match they are most excited for, <laughs> and this is okay. a great case here because uh, you're not excited for anything, <laughs> and from what I can tell, have been flabbergasted by everything you've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right off the top, Buddy Murphy v. Tony Meese, who Barn Burner. <laughs> you big Tony Meese mark. Uh, he was in the Cruiserweight Challenge, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He has uh, he's, he has uh, abs he likes to show hey. off. <laughs> he's all proud of himself. Okay. <laughs> Who's yeah. winning that one, Jameson? I remember. <laughs> Who's uh, winning that one, Buddy Murphy, or is the title switching over onto Tony Nese? No, underdog. Yeah. <laughs> the Get niece. out of here, buddy. <laughs> the Nese era has Why begun. Why are they doing heel versus heel here, too, right? Uh, is that what that is? Did one of them turn Ooh, buddy face? Buddy Murphy. I don't know. There's I no, genuinely don't know. There's no way Tony Nese is a face. Everyone hates that guy. Do they? I feel like they just don't care at all about him. Yeah, he's devoid of charisma. Everybody okay. everybody who talks about him is like, oh, what a body. Great build. <laughs> you know, you can't build a personality. Tell him, J-Mo. That's why I look like okay, I do. This is, what, this is what I don't understand, though. And this must really speak to how much they're elevating the Cruiserweight Championship right now. These are two jobbers. I can just tell. <laughs> it, might as, it might as well be Barry Horowitz versus, I don't know, the Garbage Man or something. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be a gimmick improvement for Tony Nese. <laughs> he became the garbage man in Tony Nese. I kind of think that's a good gimmick for anyone of yeah. a you know, He's taking out the trash. He loves six packs so much that he's got one of those like poker sticks and he just collects cans on the side right, of the road. Yeah. You love and to see it. And he's gone from pointing at the abs on his chest to counting the cans that he picks up off the side of the highway. He could join Brian's faction. <laughs> Are you serious that his entire bit is just that he has abs? Yeah, and counts them. And he points at them and counts them as he, he goes. Yeah, that's the whole character. Don't you hate a guy who brags that he can count to eight? It's like, who can't? You know? Well, I can count happened, to eight by twos if I had to. to. Uh, uh, what's me. his name? Ten guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Perfect ten. ten. Ty an- Dillinger? Another guy bragging about the Ty counting. Dillinger, yeah, yeah. He, I'm not impressed. He, he left the company because... Uh, he, they had nothing for him, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, they asked him to count to 11. And he couldn't do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's too much. Just a little joke. <laughs> One step too far. Jameson, you're looking at the Wikipedia page. Is there anything else that, that yeah. grabs your attention or you need some more information on? Anything of the sort? I'm, I am very surprised at Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. That feels like <laughs> what happened to Finn Balor. I think Should a lot of people in- share in that mindset. Yeah, he was heated up. They, yeah. He was like about as popular as he's ever been, like not even three months ago. And ever since then, yeah. he's just been in an unending, <laughs> ceaseless feud with Bobby Lashley, where, Jameson, would you believe it if I told you we've already seen this singles match maybe ten times? <laughs> For this belt, also, I might add. Like, it, this is not, not a new match. What's the point? There's... What are they doing? Jameson, I'm not going to tell you anything here. I'm just curious. Do you know what Bobby Lashley's gimmick is right now? Uh, he has a headband. Right? <laughs> That's absolutely. And, and he doesn't have eyebrows, which no is why eyebrows. he has a headband. <laughs> but he also uh, bends and... over and shows his ass. What? <laughs> I am not joking. Like what iota? 
<laughs> like Wait, he... is this like the the um the the second coming of the ass man? <laughs> well, yeah. hey, I would be all on board if this was the second coming of Billy Gunn. He just bends over and presents his own butt <laughs> to the camera. And in some ways, it's actually like I just realized why this feud works. Why? You've got the number one guy who presents his bulge before <laughs> yeah, every true. match yeah. going up against right. the guy who presents his own ass. It's it, that classic yeah. battle of dick versus butt. It really is. This is a, <laughs> wow. a, a war as old as time itself. And I know where I side, but I'm not, I'm not going to reveal that on the show. I'm I'm above that. Well, no, that's uh, James, each their own. Jameson, um, you are on camera right now. I'm looking at you, and you're in the room where you do these fabulous Saturday live streams that I really enjoy. You, you, you play your music live streaming to YouTube in this room. It is tremendous entertainment on a Saturday afternoon. I drink my coffee. I play my video games. I hear the tune. I highly encourage you also to watch it, and you can head to at Teen Days on Twitter and uh, learn more about that. And, of course, you can also head on over to Spotify or Apple Music yep. or wherever you happen to get your music oh. and find out what all the fuss is about, what Zack Sabre Jr. loves so dang much. And, and you know what? I'm going to go a step <laughs> further. I'm going to go maybe two steps further. Even if you don't like the music, I vouch for Jameson so hard, just play it. Just, just play the music. Give it. Give money to a good person. Yeah, if it's, even if it's not for you, you can turn the volume turn all the, the volume way down. down. That's right, JMO. And just please, just, please you know, do. Just get I him, mean, get him some streams. Put a couple pennies in his pocket. Absolutely. I, I have friends telling me that they play my music when they leave the house. They just put it on repeat. Wow. Let it repeat all day. I, I it really shows me that they care deeply about the things that I'm spending my whole life working on. I got to tell you, I feel like a bad friend. I've never done that. Capitalism, folks. You gotta love. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, is this friendship canceled, Jameson? <laughs> I'll, do I'll it. let it slide because you watch the streams. <laughs> well, on that note, Jameson, an essential perspective. It is always undeniable. nice to hear from someone who has no clue what's going on. And uh, yeah, just thank you for providing that once again. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Will you come back I'll, next I'll year? Yeah, I'll intentionally not watch any wrestling all year just <laughs> so I can you. show up next year. Braver than the troops that, right here. That is a significant commitment to the bit. I appreciate yeah. it. We'll talk to you soon, man. It is. Boom. Uh, okay, I'm just seeing something here for the first time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, hang on. on. Just, we thought Teen Days was gone, but he just stormed back in. <laughs> he, just, he literally was like, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you saw. That Turn the match back on right now. <laughs> What did you see okay. that needed you to get back on air? So I just scrolled down underneath the card. They show that there was some sort of cruiserweight contender tournament. Yeah. And then underneath that, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal participants. Oh. Michael Che and <laughs> Colin Jones? <laughs> that is correct. The yes. weekend update anchors from Saturday Night Live are in the Andre the Giant Battle what? Royal. And uh, Braun Strowman is going to kill them. Yeah, this. I is... don't even understand. <laughs> this has been. This is how been... did <laughs> Braun Strowman's WrestleMania feud is with the Weekend Update guys. <laughs> Does this make Ooh. you more or less likely to tune in on Sunday, Jameson? Uh, is that during the pre-show? Yes. Or is it on the? It's the pre-show. Yeah. I'll probably end up watching the whole thing. Yeah, are are you as tantalized as I am by the promise of watching Colin Jost get physically destroyed by someone? 
So here's, I mean, here's the thing. I'm like a lifelong SNL watcher. Right. And even through all of these kind of like, you know how it ebbs and flows, right? There's mm-hmm. just like cast and crew, or there's there's seasons that are really amazing, seasons that are, are mm-hmm. not as amazing, whatever. Why are they on the WrestleMania card? <laughs> like, as, these guys are vocal, uh, vocal critics of... Um, you know, Vince said everything the Trump administration. For. Yep. Who, you know, have d- strong ties. I, I'm literally, WWE. I'm just totally at a loss for words here. I don't understand why they're involved in this. I don't understand why WWE would want them involved in this. <laughs> like, hey, let's put more attention to the people that are critiquing, you know, and their the, Lord and Savior, Donald Trump or whatever. The weirdest thing, Jameson, is that you would at least think. That in the build to this along the way, just like when Seth Rollins feuded with Jon Stewart, that like when Seth Rollins appeared on The Daily Show, that Braun right. Strowman would probably appear on SNL at some point. You would think that would happen, right? Ooh. Yeah, that would be great. It has not happened. <laughs> it could happen, though. There's still this Saturday. It might happen. Oh, yeah, there's still Saturday. And it's in New York, isn't it? Yeah. And so, it's Saturday night. So he's going to be in New York. I would be very surprised if we did not see Braun Strowman on SNL. And okay, I'm starting to turn around on this. And this is now the go. best thing that's happened here in yet. Because <laughs> back if and... someone goes to the Weekend Update desk, oh. would that be amazing? Jameson, if that happens, you have to come back on and review it. All right. <laughs> Talk to you next week, hopefully. Thanks, buddy. JMO, we're winding down the party. Only a couple guests left. Only a few more people visiting Beardhouse 5 for Mania House Party, but it would not be complete without one man. Somebody our listeners are very familiar with is he is the Scat Daddy, the Crystal Daddy. He is a number of different daddies. Scoots Brodo. Scoots, welcome back to the show. Hey, boys. I'm your daddy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> first, I just want the record to show that in my case, that is true. That is 100%. My father is Scoots Brodo. Now, Scoots, we are asking everyone to talk about their most anticipated match of the weekend. It can be from any show. Uh, you know, whether that's uh, – we, we haven't heard anything from Orange Cassidy. Not anything. The program. Nope. We haven't, uh, haven't even heard from Joey Ryan and the penis party he's got going on. No Janela Spring Break. Uh, none of this stuff. Yeah, but- I thought people would really diversify their selections, but largely they're sticking to the WrestleMania card. Which So, Scoots, what do you surprising. come to us with? King of the well, Indies, Scoots Brodo, what do you got? King of the Indies or just King of Orange Cassidy fans? Yeah. I don't know. Ah. We'll have to uh, hear what Craig Tan- Campbell has to say about that, at Fruits Are Edible, friend of the show. Uh, uh, two hours ago, I probably would have said uh, the it's not really a WrestleMania week match, but it sort of is. Uh, Beyond Wrestling is kicking off their new weekly television program. Uh, Orange Cassidy was going to wrestle uh, Jordan Grace. They're both going to bring a mystery opponent in. That was going to be, a, it was a lot of fun, yeah. uh, not to date this too badly. Um, <laughs> but uh, so... I had to uh, dig through the list of what I'm looking forward to this week to come up with that answer. Uh, so I was Scoots, thinking may maybe I interrupt you already. May I jump in? Because I yes. don't think Orange Cassidy is the most known quantity to a bunch of people. And when I first saw him, I was very taken by it. So as Orange Cassidy's number one fan in my mind, can you just explain sort of the appeal to Orange Cassidy and what it is he does? Orange Cassidy is an everyman. <laughs> He's drunk, he's hungover, but he's easily excitable. 
And once you get them going, you can't stop them. And I think that that's just like all of us now, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how accurate that is to Orange Cassidy, but yeah, that's like some of us, man. Yeah. We all wear jeans. What can I say? <laughs> that's for sure that we do. It's kind of a disaffected, disinterested. The world's laziest wrestler. Yeah. I wouldn't call him a, a millennial. Slob. A millennial. That's he's, cer- a, he's, he's certainly he's a millennial. Seems, he doesn't like work he's very saving hard. himself for something. <laughs> so sorry to interject, Scoots, but what is your match of the weekend, Scoots? What are you geared up for? Uh, oh man, you know, let me run down a couple of options I was thinking Uh-oh. might be okay. my match of the weekend. Okay. Uh, let's see. So tomorrow, Orange Cassidy's wrestling Jonathan Gresham. Okay. Uh, the following day on Friday. Uh, Orange Cassidy's wrestling Brian Alvarez. Uh, <laughs> Wait, and then later in the four? evening, he's going to be wrestling uh, Taka Michinoku. Okay. And then on Saturday, I uh, don't know who he's wrestling, but there is the Orange Cassidy branded show on GCW. Right. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So with all this in mind, I'm thinking my most anticipated match this weekend is Orange Cassidy versus Taka Michinoku. Yes. Uh, Joey Janela, Spring Break 3, Night 1, Friday evening. So what gets you so stoked about this match? Because this is this is a very interesting clash of styles, if you could even call it that. It's a clash of something. It will be a clash <laughs> yeah. of something. That's right. Uh, Orange Cassidy is a pretty proven commodity at this point in the wrestling world. Uh, and Takamichi Noku's obviously been around for quite some years. Yes. And they both, I think, have a certain humor about them. And I think if they play it from that angle... It'll just be a lot of fun, but both men can go if they really want to, and I think they'll really want to. Scoots, um, would you uh, anticipate, what are the odds that we get to see a Michinoku driver in this match (laughs) delivered to Orange Cassidy while he has his hands in his pockets the entire time? (laughs) You know, I don't like to say 100%. I'm going to go with 99. <laughs> I would love to see this. I mean, they have to do that. I mean, the, the driver on Orange Cassidy is the spot of the match. Scoots, anything else you want to get off your chest before we send you off and running? Yes. All right. So I have a, uh, a prepared uh, piece I, I'd like to read, <laughs> if I may. Is this real? Uh, so. Yes, this is this. Uh, to all the listeners at home, I am showing uh, our boys... Justin and Josh, this uh, piece I, I definitely didn't write this at work today. Uh, <laughs> would never do such a thing. Uh, company time? Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Oh, never. Never, uh, ever. JMO and I can validate. He has a piece of paper with like five paragraphs typed out here. Yeah. It's, well, uh, I mean, it's more than five, but they're all short paragraphs. <laughs> all right, Scoots, hit us with your prepared <laughs> piece. <laughs> the year is 2014. The documentary produced by WWE Studios, Oculus, is released. In that film, we learn that the Levesque family owns the titular Oculus. If you owned a haunted mirror that you made, that made you eat light bulbs, would you keep it in your basement? No, that's asking for trouble. <laughs> you would send it clear to the other side of the country and put it in storage, which is what happened. Triple H, or Paul Levesque, owns this haunted AF mirror and sent it down to storage in Florida to spare his family of its curse. The mirror was then found and put in use by the then-fledgling and low-rent NXT, and in order to save on the budget, it was used in backstage segments so they did not need to buy a new mirror. It's been well documented, documented that the mirror used in these backstage segments caused people to turn heel, Sasha turning on the BFFs, or go crazy, like Adam Rose. The Nazis were well known in flirting with the occult. Donald Trump, big-time Nazi, big-time friend of Nazis. Linda McMahon is their in to this occult mirror. 
because she's the uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, chairman of small business N- or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't definitely know. Definitely a small business yeah. made the mirror. <laughs> it's, yeah, WWE, small business. Uh, all right, so I'm like halfway done here. Uh, now, who have we seen flirting with a mirror turning to madness? That's right, Mojo, Mojo Raleigh. Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh, yeah. Wow. Where <laughs> is better to hide that they are trying to intentionally destroy Mojo's brain with the Oculus mirror than in plain sight, pretending this theater nerd is just doing acting when actually they are testing the effects of this mirror. <laughs> We've seen so far that Mojo's mirror promos have panned to show Mojo's reflection. We need to stay vigilant for when they no longer reveal Mojo as the man in the mirror. At this point, Mojo has been killed and replaced by the mirror version of himself. <laughs> this is why I will never make eye contact with the person in the mirror. When you do so, you give them an opportunity to take over, leaving you helpless to their actions, mirroring them, and then becoming the mirror person yourself. Because the mirror person will kill you and take your place outside of the mirror, they will not cast a reflection, which is why they will not panda Mojo's reflection at that point, because there will be none. I believe that the mirror version of myself wants to kill me for speaking the truth about the shape of the earth and paranormal phenomena. <laughs> if I know too much, the mirror world wants to kill me and people like me to keep their secrets safe. The emphasis on Mojo, his push, and the mirror test can only mean one thing. WWE knew about Gronk's retirement before it was announced. Gronk will join the WWE and win the armbar. He will join such luminaries as Mojo, Baron Corbin, and probably others. I think this is the fifth or sixth edition of this. It started in, like, WrestleMania 30. Uh, I'm sure people have won. Um, so, yes, Gronk is my choice to win the armbar. Thank you. Sometimes you just got to say, wow, hey, j Wow. <laughs> Scoots! Scoots, I have a question for you. I don't. Yes. He explained everything. Oculus uh, <laughs> is a documentary, of course. We all know that. Yes, every movie is a documentary. That's a fact. In which uh, Karen Gillan... Is is in the documentary, right? She's yeah, like from the, Doctor Who. She's yeah. the main character. Doctor uh, Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. Uh, she's also, of course, in the Guardians of the Galaxy films, in which she stars alongside Dave Bautista. Oh, who we know. oh interesting through line. Yeah. So how even, do, how do these worlds connect, and why did she uh, not act like herself uh, in the documentary? That's my question. Uh, Hollywood elites. Ah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing us off the train. Ah, shit. Yeah. You uh, should have known. Yeah. Stupid question on my part, Scoots. I apologize. That's yeah, okay. We're all, you know, new to this world at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Scoots, you're the best, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy Whiskey Mania, bud. Oh, I will. You boys... Stay safe. <laughs> we absolutely will, brother. Keep Talk hydrated. To... That's the real. That yeah, is the that's secret. The key. And don't look in the mirror. <laughs> the don't the look lesson in the mirror we all and drink water. <laughs> Bye, Scoots. Bye. We'll wrap it all up here, Josh. Put a bow on it with our most powerful listener of wow. 2018. Wow, who could that be? Who who is a man who would be truly powerful enough to be our most powerful listener? He made an appearance on the SummerSlam House Party last year. He True. made an appearance on the 2018 Best of the Year as well. True. And he joins us again to wrap up the house party. It's Matt Rainus. Matt, listener of the program, the most powerful listener we have. Welcome back, bud. An honor, as always, to be here. 
Though you know, I would what not. a nice thing to say. You know, a lot of people, they, they don't want to admit that it's uh, an honor to get to talk yeah. to Justin Morissette. A lot of people just walk right over us yeah. on their way into this show. Come over and they're like, oh, this pile of shit, I barely want to appear on it. Yeah. So we appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. I'm just going to admit this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I believe you. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little ashamed, but like... You know, you're very young, though. You've got a lot of life ahead of you, yeah. so it's still true now. But in the future, it will also be true. I'm turning twenty this month, dude. I'm dead. I'm done. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hey, you can make it to thirty. I know you can, Matt. What match are you excited about this weekend? Well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to in a big way. Um, Triple H versus Batista. And you know why? Uh, yes, because it's the most patently WWE match that you can run into. It really it's is. 50-year-old men past their prime just beating the shit out of each other with, like, various objects, I'd imagine. You know, hopefully there's a sledgehammer out there. I mean, you know they've got to be one. I'd like to see, like, you know, they probably hit each other with their their normal objects. They have a lot, like their catheters, maybe. (laughs) Is that the thing you have up your when you got to piss because you can't? Yeah. Boy, I'd like to see the pee out of you. Man. You hate to see it. I don't know anything about old people. You know, I'm a baby. Yeah. That is true. As, but you as the, as the says, um, I'm baby. I don't really <laughs> joke. I don't know what that means. I don't really get it either, but I everybody do. says it. No, I know what it means. What does it mean? It means you're like a baby. You're like you just came out of the womb sort of thing. Oh, okay. You're less than oh. one year old. I'm baby. Oh, okay. Babies well, say it. That's why I'm it's then. What's that, Matt? I, I am baby then. Yeah, well that's definitely true that you are baby. Uh, the fact that, I mean, Batista has never lost to this guy, it feels like with the stipulation they've given us, he's definitely going to lose this time, right? Oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for unpredictability in the results of this match. You know Triple H loves putting himself over, yeah. and this seems the ultimate chance to do so, at the expense of the most famous guy that's come out <laughs> in, in a while. Yeah, oh, the more famous Batista gets, the more sure I am that Triple H <laughs> is winning at Mania, like... <laughs> With absolute certainty, he's like, "Hang on a second. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. I think I think Denny Villeneuve will have a run in. <laughs> yeah. He saves Batista from certain defeat. I want to see it. Yeah. Can I just say that for whatever reason, the closer that we get to this match, the more excited I get for it. Like I know it's not going to be a great match, but for some reason, I'm kind of eager to see it. I just love Batista so much yeah. that no matter what he does, I want to see whatever it is. That might be it, Matt. Who do you have winning this match? Um, I definitely have Triple H winning because yeah. his ego would not allow for anything else. <laughs> Correct. And, you know, it, it really goes in the WWE tradition of making us root for the objectively worst person. <laughs> Triple H the face here. Like, just knowing everything I do about those two men as people. Batista being a guy who's like, oh, I kind of admire that man. And Triple H being, like, a little politicking asshole. So. <laughs> yeah, certainly the less likable of the two gentlemen involved in that match. Just, just the genuinely most WWE match of the weekend. It really so. is. But Matt, yeah. you live in the New York area. Yes, I so do. So are you going to any of the action this weekend? Going to the G1 Supercard. So oh, man. What are you most excited for to see on that? Ooh, I'm actually really excited for it. I don't know if this is a popular thing to say. It probably is, honestly. But like the uh, junior heavyweight triple threat, I think, has the potential to be insane. Yeah. Bandito. Dragon Lee and uh, Taiji Ishimori. Yep. I mean, I think that's just going to be a wild fucking match. 
That's that, a great call. Is, is that the only show you're going to? You didn't uh, manage to get tickets to any of these little uh, smaller indie shows going on around in the New Jersey gymnasiums? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't get to New Jersey because I'm on Long Island. It's a little more inconvenient. So, uh, uh. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a super fun time at it. I'm jealous that you're going to see Naito Ibushi. And oh. uh, thanks so much for joining us. The most powerful listener of the year, Matt Reynas. The most powerful listener of all time. Wow! Stay powerful, Matty. We love you. Right, Matt, do you want to shoot your shot at any other good friend who wants to challenge you for your most powerful listener title? Look, you know, I'm going to say at Mania, I'm ready to do an open challenge. Oh. All right? Anyone who wants to come to me in my most powerful listener title, I held it in the G1 or, no, the New Japan Cup prediction tournament. True. I retained my title by That's winning true. that. If anyone wants to come at me doing match predictions for Mania, you are open to come. I will accept up to three challengers. Uh, well, I know that John Cena is looking for a match. So. <laughs> He's just predicting yeah, Mania. Might be you. <laughs> He's sitting in the front <laughs> row with a checklist. <laughs> yeah. This kid really knows wrestling. <laughs> Matt, you're the best, man. Thanks for swinging by the Mania house party. Peace out, guys. Peace. Enjoy it. Jamo, I'm full of chips and dip. I had too much beer, and I'm tired but full of joy after that house party. I cannot wait. You know, it's like it's uh, this is like the takeover before takeover. That's right. It you know, absolutely it used to be the, before the biggest shows of the year. You'd have this huge NXT show, and now we have huge NXT shows and all these indie shows. But on top of all that, we get to talk to all of our friends and. Uh, I love it. It's, I love it's, it, too. It's the most fun. Thank you so much to everybody who uh, joined us. Uh, and once again, if you enjoyed this, please feel free to share the episode, get it into some of your holes, and help some other people get excited about Mania. And until you hear us again next, stay hot. Stay spicy. And stay tasting great. Because you're Curry Man! Wah, 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 Titus Worldwide! I got no juice for banter. Yeah, you see any movies this week? I did, but I'm not going to talk about any of them. (laughs) Bye. Bye.